Yeah, it's fun, but what the fuck? the imperial scrolls of honor podcast i am josh Bolin, and i am jeff burns and we are going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again this is a mag up uh nintendo power issue three today uh you can find the issue on archive.org if you want to look the sh- or rather look at the shit we're looking at i'll drop the link to that in the show notes and while hunting that link down, uh, this was worth mentioning to me. It was so much fun. I happened to notice that they have the NES Control Deck Instruction Booklet uh, that came with the system on there, on archive.org. So I'll drop that into the show notes, too. They like the, the headline on the book says, The Control Deck That Puts You in Control of Incredible Fun. It's right there on the cover, just giving you the truth about their machine. I thought that was very, very fun. This is just for, like, the controller? Yeah. The NES like, controller? Not the controller, the control deck. The, the, the Telling you how to, you know, plug it in and push the power button, push the game down, and, mm. oh, right, you right. know, this, like, literally how to operate the game system, which, I mean, I, you know, actually, I would say they still come with those. Uh, yeah, I'm know, sure. I, it's like, just I'm, so I'm, inherent. It's institutional knowledge at this point for the human race like everybody knows how to do it so it's exactly. not even important right <clears throat> this one was very yeah, it's like literally the basics it's just fun to look at though yeah they all their all those the zapper has one you know the all their accessories came if you remember your power pad one like they all had every single accessory came with one of these and they all looked at the it's the same it's kind of like on a blue starry background and it'll have just the object that the book is about like mm-hmm laid over top of that with the yellow titling up top. They all have a very uh, themed look to them. That's all, They're okay. all exactly the same. It's, it's just a nice little nostalgia tick. <clears throat> right. Uh, so my uh, one other like housekeeping thing, my NIA Entertainment website got hacked. Uh, no way. Yeah, a couple a couple weeks ago. That the, actually happens. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, it does actually happen. The my hosting company tells me it was a Japanese keyword hack. Which I could, uh, I think I have an understanding of, and I could explain, but it'll be boring, so I won't. And that, what the pertinent part about this is, that led to me spending all of a couple weeks ago fixing that, and then redoing the entire website. And that's where the ISOH website is housed. So that led to a redesign of the ISOH website. So you can find that, and there's, it looks a little cleaner and better and more useful now, maybe than it did before. And that's at nyehentertainment.com forward slash isoh pod and that will be in the show notes going forward as well uh, lastly please stop rate and review this fucker uh before uh we get going here if you could and have not and then what are we playing now jab what are you playing now i am still playing subnautica you motherfucker. i know but there's <laughs> but there's news um <laughs> I'm making, like, a concerted effort to push to finish the game now. I'm not fucking around with, like, making sure that my bedroom and my base is set up just so um, and finding, like, just the right fish for the fish tank and shit. I am pushing. Um, I found some, like, <laughs> some narrative. A, sub- uh, 
an underwater game where you have a fish tank is very uh, it's, it gets better than that i have two submarines that have fish tanks in them nice nice yeah multiple are they, fish are, are they salt water or freshwater tanks uh salt water would be the implication everything's salt water there mm. um so yeah i found some I'm, I'm water deep. purifier that that a lot of water pyrophores definitely uh, they end up being a thing in the game. Yeah, and pure water is well, it, it has like a survival mode and like a just play the game mode, like one where you have to like eat and drink. I'm not sure how I feel about those anymore. Like right. Fallout has I, those too, and yeah, it's that would be too much. I think. Like I played it at New Vegas, and like I appreciated it for a bit, but there's just like times where it's like what I wish they would do is like find a way to like factor it into the game somehow like instead of it just being this like mechanic that happens in the background that you have to pay attention to um well that's how eating and drinking works in real life yeah right but like <laughs> i'll also throw this out there eating and drinking in real life can be kind of fun or at least can be an enjoyable experience whereas in the games it just seems like a fucking thing i have to go through so true, um, true. but if you were trying to survive in a wasteland it probably wouldn't be that much you wouldn't have the yeah. The fun, you know. I guess what what are the what are the they have the I'm trying to think of one of the actual examples of food that are would be considered fun, like the little cakes or something, you know. Oh, yeah. like in Fallout or something. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What are the name of the like, yeah. yeah? Oh man, they got like uh, potato crisps. Yeah. And, uh, God damn it. Like There's Nicola. definitely some sort of cake, little cakes that are like Twinkie type things, you know. Right. Why can't I think of it right now? Yeah. It Whatever. doesn't matter. But anyways, in uh, Subnautic, <laughs> I've been uh, uh, I just last night. Uh, before I got too tired to keep playing, I found like a like a little like narrative thing that has kind of indicated that uh, I'm on the right track and things are about to happen. And then I found these like this really interesting uh, structure that I need to investigate. Um, so I think the end, and I'm building my. Uh, I mean, it's not really a spoiler. Anybody that knows that if you're playing a video game where you crash on an alien planet, you are trying to get off that planet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm starting to build my. Uh, my escape rocket now and uh, mm. i'm in the place where i can find the things that i need uh, i found one of them so i know they're around i just need to spend some time down there investigate this structure check out this narrative thing find the supplies and i think i'm done i, I by the time we get to the next podcast in two weeks uh i'll be playing a new game i'll put it that way nice 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 uh i i wish you luck in that endeavor i i thought that i've thought that with games before and then <laughs> Well, Especially I just I, games like that. I gotta fucking get moving on. Like, I'll come back to it and fuck around with it because it's fun. It's it's just like it's a great game to just be in. You don't even have to do anything; just move around and it's fun. Um, so I'll definitely be doing that. But like, I kind of want to move on. Yeah. Feel that. Feel that. What's up with you? What are you playing? <clears throat> well, first things first. Uh, jab. I have great news uh, on, on this mm. topic. I have finally upgraded to Town Hall 11 in the game you got me hooked on and then oh bailed on playing. <laughs> I did not bail on playing that. You did I bail played on it for like two years and then I quit because I'm done. Well, you got me into it at the tail end of that because you quit right <laughs> after I started playing, basically. Right. You, okay. you fuck. Uh, but we were referring to Clash of Clans. Uh, yeah, and and I had I had I had like I can't believe I'm actually I didn't anticipate going into detail on this, but now I feel like it's worth talking about because I yeah. thought of a, a point to it. But the so I like I've never 
you know, there are people who are like Clash of Clans strategists and shit. And I honestly, I'm to the point, I'm not even a member of a clan anymore. I just, I'm literally just doing the building, uh, which is very, it's, it's how I play Civilization uh, also. It's like, I don't really give a fuck about the warfare. It does not interest me. It's tedious. And it honestly uh, is uh, not even a pleasurable experience. Usually it's, an, it's a nuisance to me. Absolutely. Uh, Clash of Clans is very much the same way, and I'm just trying to build my part of the clan. I hate, like, when you're in a... I'll sometimes join Buffalo Bills or Cleveland Cavaliers clans just to join, just to bullshit about the sports, mm. but I often find that they don't even bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, they're there to play the game. Right, exactly, but if you have a whole clan that's named after the Cleveland Cavaliers or Buffalo Bills, you would think that there would just be banter about them in the chat thread, you know? That's uh, fair. Um, yeah, but anyways... Yeah. So I'm not even that I have I haven't done that in a while because I often yeah I won't if you, they want you to like I don't have the attention or the time to devote to like within the war 24 hour war time constraints two battles is actually quite a bit of fucking time commitment for right. what that game deserves you know so right. there's a lot of reasons whatever that I, I don't engage in that way <laughs> anyhow I got I put the cart before the horse a little bit and went a little too I, I you know you're supposed to strategy wise only upgrade your town hall after you've upgraded everything else to the right. maximum amount because when you get paired up for wars uh, whether they be clan wars or just trying to do random battles to to get raids yeah to, to, to get spoils uh, you are paired with like town hall levels you know so if you haven't upgraded your shit and you're upgrading your town hall you don't have the infrastructure or the firepower to compete with someone else that has your town hall level so right for the first time when i, I went to town hall 10 much too early and it's funny because years ago dude like i've been working for probably two years on town hall yeah 10. i fully when you said that i did the math i was like no he's been doing this for a while like a crazy person i'm pretty sure i just got like a five <laughs> or six year anniversary thing in the game because they give you they tell you when that shit happens you get little presents and shit one of my uh, other buddies just did the same thing he's like oh i upgraded my town hall and i was like what are you doing with your life <laughs> Like stop, man. It's, it's, it's too, dude. It's, at this point, it's literally like I, I am too, I'm too far in. Like I can't right. just. I've devoted years of my life, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't just abandon that, 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 that venture. That would be sure. insane to me. Uh, which is good on them for designing something that I feel that way about. That means nothing. But, uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm literally in the upgrade process of Town Hall 11, which is like a fucking 10 day upgrade, right. and. Uh, everything in the entire in the entire map is is maxed out. So I haven't been able to build anything new in years. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, so like when this thing comes due and actually gets finished upgrading, I like I, I can get the Grand Warden now, the third superhero dude, uh, as opposed to the Archer Queen and the and the Barbarian King, which is really right. exciting. Third one of those, and there's a whole bunch of new shit I can do. I'm very I'm pretty excited about it, much more so than I should be. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, that congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, yeah, that game, well, they, it, it was, I guess it, it had some fun. It was fun for a, for a little while, and then they introduced that, like, that group warfare thing, and, and our group, this is actually what made me lose interest in it. I joined group, to be part of your fucking clan. Right, and we wanted people, but we could never, like, the matchmaking in that game, it, it's hard to even call it bad, because it seems like it was punitive. It yeah, was like well, yeah. the, we the never got one that we could win and actually win spoils. Especially we would have to spend a ton like, of time and never win shit. 
Yeah, early on like that, it was really poorly balanced. I think it's gotten better at that. I trust uh, that it has, but it, they yeah. lost me in the meantime. And you also, yeah, I mean, you need to, you can't, if you were to just band together with friends and make one, I feel like it's it would be almost impossible to be balanced because you need, like, every one of those ones I joined, like, I wouldn't join one that wasn't really developed, basically. Like, if you don't have some of those motherfuckers that probably spend money on it, like Psychopaths, uh, or not even, that's not even psych- psychotic, that's just fucking stupid. stupid. <laughs> you know, if you don't have someone, a few people in your in your clan like that that can really handle those top few clan, uh, few whatever the fuck they're called, uh, other other players in, in the group battles, like, you're just, you have no hope. Like, the, you're gonna, just going to get trounced. You need those people right. on like, level fucking 175, and they... I was, yeah, I mean, I was hoping that there would be some, like, at the time, and again, like you said, it was new, so maybe they missed it, but at the time, it just seemed like matchmaking shouldn't be this difficult, like, you know, that we can't be the only fucking people out there with a disparity between levels. Right. Yeah, uh, and, and, and it's, so, it's so quantifiable, too. The, right, it's, it's exactly quantifiable. Like, right. That's so, the definition of quantifiable. <laughs> right, so yeah, you would think that they'd be able to, but yeah, who knows, man. I don't run a fucking massive worldwide popular online game like that. It's probably a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, I, I give them, yeah, right, whatever. But right. Uh, congratulations all the same. Way to go. Um, I'll Thanks. tell the other psychopaths in my life that uh, you're still out there. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Uh, yeah, that was way more time than anticipated for <laughs> Clash of Clans. Uh, what, I th- what I thought was more interesting was, and it's funny you said you were at where you're at with Subnautica, because I 100%ed Red Dead 2 nice. in the last few weeks. Okay. Yeah, finally finished that motherfucker off, which was... Very satisfying, of course. And first of all, the in credit, like the in credit roll slash sequence thing that happens after you finish the game is, dude, it's a solid half hour long. Really? Yeah. And it's, I mean, there are a few little images peppered in there that's kind of like, you know, your end of game montage uh, reward. But most of it is just names of motherfuckers that worked on the game. And it's, I mean, it's, dude, it's got to be thousands. Right. It's got it's easily way into four figures of wow. human beings to make that game, which was insane, honestly. Like I was sitting there like looking at the clock, like, is this shit ever gonna end? <laughs> I can't believe uh, that they fucking pay people money. Like it, that game costs sixty dollars and they somehow pay four thousand people to fucking do the work on it, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's intense making a game like that. I, like, and right. granted, not every name that worked on it is necessarily probably working on it 40 hours a week, you know, front to back of the game. But sure. still, like, god damn, that's a lot of people to pay. Yeah, dude, I'm doing a lot of it. And I'll, yeah, I'll get to that. There's actually a lot of some interesting <clears throat> to say about that. The, you know, the voice acting roster is fucking a mile long mm-hmm. for that game. Uh, the, the first thing that's worth saying about the final boss run, if that's what you want to call the end of a game like this, is... Mm-hmm. Really well done. I was I was impressed, and uh, it was even mildly difficult and satisfying. Which I, you know, most of this game I already said was not even close to. It was just like connect the dots, you know, and uh, hit the button over and over and over and over again. And this actually had some level of thought to it, and uh, the story in general, top notch. I, I already said that throughout too. Some interesting shit with the the voice talent. <clears throat> Uh, Donald O'Healy, who was one of the leads in my film Catch-22, which I believe you've seen, mm-hmm. is a voice actor in the game. He played one of the, or some of the O'Driscolls, which are the Irish gang that's often hassling you throughout the story mm-hmm. in your crew. So he played one of those guys. So it's funny that a buddy of mine 
was literally the antagonist, you know, and I didn't even right. you know, didn't even notice that that was pretty fun. Was he the and, main antagonist of that crew? Uh, no, the main one is uh, yeah, it's a, it's it, he was just one of the dude because there's you know it's literally a gang and you they're not even all named necessarily. You fight okay. so many of them, so he was just like you know his name insinuates that he's Irish, so he just voiced a lot of the, basically the Irish. Uh, filler dialogue from that gang he did okay. he did he did some of which was fun nice yeah that is cool actually to yeah. see like you know not only see but hear and like right that you know that we're well, dude there's there's two others of those the <clears throat> pj sasco who was in a lead who he was also a lead in a short i produced a couple years ago voiced the uh cleat which was he's a disenfranchised henchman of the last boss that like he he's He's like a, uh, a plot point in that he leads you to that final boss in the end sequence, which is really cool. And you watch him get his brains blown out. <laughs> like you, have this, you have this really cool scene with him at the end, and you watch him get his brains blown out, uh, which is a little bit of a spoiler, I guess, but... Right. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty fun to, and you know, it's right at the end too. So it was pretty fun to be able to text the dude who just was your the reason that you fucking beat the game, and you right. watched his brains blown out, and you can text him right when the the game was over. It was pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. And then the last one, like that, I shot a Duracell commercial in Belgium years ago, and this dude Tice Weckesser played Gilbert Knightley in the game. So there were three that I was like, holy fuck, I know that name. There, there's a bunch of others, too, that were, like, just people I passed, like, just names I recognized uh, from all my years in New York. So I'm guessing that they cast that game. Well, I'm almost, I'm not even guessing. I'm absolutely certain they must have cast that game out of New York because there were a bunch of those just names that flew by that I was like, ah, I'd have to I've dig. I've seen that con- name before. Yeah, I'd have to dig through my contacts. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, it was, it was a nice little, a, a fun little personal touch, too what was quite an undertaking game-wise. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to know that there was some personal connections in there. Nice. Yeah, so that was good, and I'm glad that's behind me. Um, unlike what you said about Subnautica, I don't think... I've, like, I've pondered it a couple times since I beat it. Like, do I want to turn it back on? Because it definitely... You know, you, you finish that whole sequence, and then it definitely just drops you back in the story. In, in the, the sandbox. Yeah, in the sandbox, <clears throat> and and you can just go and do more shit. And uh, I don't know. I don't think I want to do that with my life at all. So, right. I mean, I, like you saw the some of the gameplay of Subnautica. Like, it lends itself to just like. I mean, I, I guess I've heard that that uh, Red Dead does as well. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, itself to just exploring sure the beauty. Like, yep, yep, yeah. Be- it's a beautiful, absolutely beautiful game. And if you enjoy that minutia stuff, the the bounty hunting that you go out and curate and 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 like book the jobs yourself, you know, go to a sheriff's office and look on the wall and see you can make XYZ dollars if you go get this motherfucker and bring him back to us dead or alive. You know, if you want to do that sort of thing, there is a I'm sure a limitless, uh an infinite amount of that uh, available to you uh, amongst, you know, when you're riding around, shit just people yell at you and you can help them suck the fucking snake poison out of their leg and like do all sorts of just dumb shit like that if you want and there's also the homesteading aspect of it as well i'm sure you can build out it's the end of the game you start a ranch basically and you can you know i'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that you can do with that beyond uh the story world or the story aspect of it too so i'm sure there's a bunch of it but the game just is just not it's just not fun enough for that and lastly the I am up to 77% on the story mode of Mario Maker 2, and 
the story mode is not really, I think I've already said, is not that interesting. You're just rebuilding this castle, and they're just throwing random levels at you that you have to do to earn the resources to build this castle back up. But I was playing it because I read somewhere that you couldn't get the Super Mario Land Powerball flower power-up to use in your stage building. You had to surpass a certain point in the story in the story mode okay. to get that resource in your like in available your, to you exactly in your course building palette of sorts. So I finally got that, and I'd literally been playing it. So I've I've had the goal of remaking Super Mario Land three one has been my next like build a level goal. But you need I needed that fucking flower to do it because <laughs> because so much of Super Mario Land's functionality is being able to bounce those balls and like get coins with it and shit like that. So right. uh, uh, that three one that just going I. I same as the ones that I remade, kind of or, or or augmented a little bit for from the original Super Mario Brothers. It's just I go through the stages, uh, the maps for the stages, and like find one that looks kind of cool. And also, especially with Super Mario Land, even more so, uh, there's you don't you don't have that uh, palette per se. That that resource palette is not available to you. You know, you're, it does not have a Super Mario Land stage building aspect to it it's only it's super mario brothers one super mario brothers three super mario world and some later ones from the wii u and shit that i don't even know what the fuck they are but they do not have super mario land so to if i want to build a super mario land stage i have to find one that there are comparable building blocks for you know what i mean not all, like, I don't know how well you remember Super Mario Land, but there are, you know, there's those Egyptian levels, and the enemies and shit are completely different in some cases. Right. And, you know, there's the underwater, like, you know, I, I love the underworld, underwater stages, but the underwater stages in Super Mario Land, you have that submarine. You know right. what I mean? So, you, you obviously, that's not available to you in, in, in this. So, you find, finding a, a compatibility uh, or a level that's compatible and both, both compatible and cool is not the easiest thing. And three one is is a cool looking one that I was able to do that with to some degree or another, right. and that's my next construction project. So I will post that course code on the ISOH subreddit and Facebook page when it's done. And otherwise, that is all I'm playing now. Let's get to this fucking magazine. That was the Blades of Steel Game Start music uh, getting us started here today on this uh, magazine episode, Nintendo Power Issue 3. Indeed, indeed. I've seen every issue of Nintendo Power up through the first few years of it, probably dozens of times, mm-hmm. as, as a lowball estimate. But when I opened this issue on my reader and looked at the cover, it, I, I don't... It's very possible I have never paid any attention whatsoever to the artwork <laughs> right. of, of this issue. And I thought a little bit about that. And just the, the thought of the phrase, track and field, both in NES title and real-world context, 
just bores me an indescribable amount. Really? <laughs> yeah. The Olympics are meaningless to me by and what? large. Yes. Being comprised mostly of solo sports, dude, I just I, I don't even kind of care. And the only competitions yourself, baby? I see. Well, here, dude, this and this is this is again uh, a I'm not like a track and I'm not going to go like, oh, I have my favorite hammer thrower. But like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'd watch somebody throw some hammers. Why not? Oh, man. To me, and, way dumber shit. Uh, nah, nah, to me, I, I, listen, I, I, I fully, you know, God knows how many millions of people tune into the Olympics. So I understand that my many of my viewpoints are probably not at all the majority. And I get that. And this is another one of them. But using the word sport to describe something requires that it involve working together as a team towards a common goal with other human beings. And that's just how I feel about it, man. <laughs> like tennis, golf, running as fast as you can in a circle, throwing a heavy ball, jumping over a stick. These are just well, activities. These are just activities. Yeah. Man, yeah. Well, <laughs> golf is not a fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my friends freak out about that, but golf's not a thing. That's a thing no. that people. It's like a yeah. skill. I don't know. It's like weird. Even, even, but even. I mean, you know, golf. It, it's strenuous. It you actually, you know, it's, sure. it's strenuous. It's difficult. Yes. Uh, it requiring it requires a life's work. To well, running the hundred meters dash is way fucking harder than playing golf. I don't know about harder. For sure, actually. It's more strenuous. To, to train to be a, an actual fucking 100-meter dash sprinter is harder than to train to be a golfer. I promise you. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I've never done it. John Daly smokes I, fucking I, cigars on the golf course. I think they're, I think Usain they're both... Bolt does not smoke cigars on the golf course. So uh, that's well, I, think, all you... I, think it's a, I think it's important to delineate the word you're using. Though. You're using the word difficult. Uh, strenuous and difficult are not the same thing. I think I think actually I would actually say running the hundred meter dash is not as difficult as golf. It is more strenuous, but it is not more difficult. Uh, in any event, any one of them though I think are, are some level of strenuous and difficult both. Uh, and I think it you know you have to work your ass off a whole lifetime, a whole young adult lifetime basically, or up to a young adult lifetime to participate in them at an Olympic level. But to me, they're all still just activities <laughs> okay i mean actually in 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 track and field two and the concept of track and field in their defense on the cover of nintendo power here it does describe them as 16 explosive events <laughs> so um yeah 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 okay i mean there could be something to that um but i don't mind track and field i i threw discus and shot put in eighth grade did you know that uh, i didn't actually know that i think oh did you it's yeah, the first time you've ever kept up on your little brother. <laughs> the thing he's probably least... Actually, I'm probably not least proud of that, but it's, it's not very high on my list of uh, pride. Now, is that, is that before or after that uh, the artwork award, as far as you go with your... I was before. My art skills developed in high school. Right, but I'm saying as far as like the value of it to you. Oh, oh. Um, it's definitely the art's much higher. <laughs> <laughs> The art is much higher. What's the name of the award? Latch fucking what, latch key. Uh, the scholastic key. Scholastic key. I won a silver scholastic key, so I didn't even really win. I got second place. Right. But that's worth more to you than your discus proficiency. Yeah, I I uh, I was one of the best discus throwers uh in eighth grade in the area. And then we went to um Langston, fucking Langston middle school track, huh? Yeah. Uh, I threw discus I... and shot. And we were very, me and our team were very good at throwing discus and shot. We always got one, two, and three uh, in some order between the three of us, uh, typically speaking, in the events. Um, I, I have the hardest time picturing 
an eighth grade Oberlin versus any of the other competing yeah, uh, Firelands teams. Firelands, yeah, that's the Firelands or Wellington are the two that stick out to me the most as mm-hmm. as options. But what Avon? There was Avon, Avon Lake, Keystone, Keyst, Keystone, yeah. Right. Grafton, um, was Grafton one or with Keystone? No, was I don't think so. It was Keystone uh, fucking was Grafton, I think. Oberlin, Wellington, Firelands, Keystone. Uh, why can't I think of these places? Oh, Clearview. Clearview, yeah. Uh, Clearview was uh, always a good football team. Yeah. Midview was another. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, anyways, yeah. yeah we, we, I threw a fucking uh, discus and shot. And, I, um, I have a hard time picturing a eighth grade track and field matchup just like this. The, I feel like that's something I would love to explore in an awkward oh, dude, short, it's incredible an awkward short film. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's, there's something there for you because, uh, yeah, like most of the people there can't actually do the things that they're doing, but somebody has to do it. <laughs> Right. We didn't have a fucking hurdle runner, and they... That's applicable to all middle school sports. Exactly, uh, that's why it's fun. Schools, you know? Right. Um, that we didn't have a hurdle runner one day, and they, you know, God bless him, um, he's actually uh, the brother of a friend that I hang out with regularly. That's a super uh, hard activity, too, to not be good at and try to do. Yeah, <laughs> and they fucking picked, like, you know, God bless Albert Hodge, but he is not exactly an athletic person. He never was. And he went to run hurdles and hit the. Uh, he got to the first hurdle, did not clear it. It fucking hit it and fell Everyone flat on his face. It. I feel yeah. like I don't. I'm pretty sure I couldn't clear a single one either. Like there's I wouldn't, no way. dude. I was there. They were like, "Who wants to run hurdles?" And I stayed real quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like slunk to the back and stayed very quiet. I was honestly probably more capable of running the hurdles than Albert was, but even I knew I couldn't do it. <laughs> Fuck that. Middle school sports, that's fun. Right. Anyways, uh, let's talk about Nintendo Power, not middle yeah. school sports. We'll start a new podcast for that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, because of that, I feel like I was – I had never paid attention to, and I was seeing these crazy-ass rocket blaster-equipped shoes running disembodied for the first time in my life. <laughs> yeah, which looking, is too bad because it's cool. It is. Yeah, it, they're very fucking cool looking. And it's – yeah, it kind of made me a little sad inside – that this wasn't a nostalgia thing that I had never even looked at it like that. My, I guess I was, yeah, maybe it's like a subconscious disappointment in myself that I was so close minded. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a psychologist. I couldn't tell you, but there could be something there. Sure. 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 It's also not like if you, if you ask me and they, they do something later in the magazine, they have a, like an RPG section where they like, they essentially start off by explaining what an RPG is. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking at this, like, once I got to that point, I, I go back and I look at the cover and I'm like, eh, you really thought track and field was, like, the coolest thing you could put on the front, not maybe a dragon? Right, right. Like, well, it's, that's, yeah, but we can talk about that more in general. But, you know, that I think that that speaks to their discomfort, not discomfort, their uh, apprehension with uh, we've uh, d- without a doubt spoken uh, about this a-, a few times now yeah, like not really sure if rpgs are going to take off exactly yeah i mean it, it's kind of ad nauseum at this point the their their fear of that and their lack of confidence in this being something that uh, us dumb americans would give a shit about so it does not surprise me at all that they thought american idiot american sports <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, yeah. out of those two options uh it does not surprise me at all that yeah what are americans that do dragons or fucking sports and the right. answer is definitely sports the answer is definitely sports at least then i it might be i would i would it's, say I, yeah it's i would say now. yeah i mean you know the 
video games fan like it is cooler to be i think it might be a little cooler now to be dude i I could talk about this forever it's so much more acceptable to be a nerd and into video games and D &D right and the like swords and dragons and shit it's so much more acceptable yeah there's no debate that it's more accepted but to say that it's cooler to be a athlete or a dungeon and dragons nerd i now that one i don't know where it's at but it's closer than it was for sure 100%. 100%. I, I and, and I would say it's close enough to the point where you would actually have to measure it now, whereas yeah. you did not have to before. This, the fact that you could even have a conversation is a drastic disparity between... Yeah, speaks to it right there. Game. Right. Right, right, right. So anyways. so anyways, this is November, December 88, cover price 350 American dollars is, is, is when this issue was, was, was taking place or sent out or whatever, published. And the bullet points on it are... The aforementioned boring track and field two, a Captain Nintendo video superhero fiction feature that sounds pretty scintillating, <laughs> uh, and more Master Blast or Blaster Master. I can never say that right. With yeah, a well, fold out, yeah, with a fold out poster, which are those are always fun. And lastly, they preface their la- uh, gigantic holiday giveaway. You know, Which actually could be part of what I, I when I read this magazine I was uh, blah 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 it doesn't matter but when I read the magazine at the end of it I was like man this one feels more like uh, like a giant advertisement for like product than any than any other one previously right. which it, it, I imagine that'll only grow but right but for the holidays especially this is the only I I that's another example of yeah I just dude I think this cover turned me off so much that. You know, I did not have a subscription yet, so my only exposure, I honestly want to say to these, was that library scenario that we've already talked about. Right. And I think because of the cover of this, I just never grabbed this one, dude. Because, yeah. there, yeah, that holiday giveaway shit, there's a bunch of stuff in here that I feel like I just have never – I had never laid eyes on. And I feel like this is the only time – that was the really interesting thing about the holiday, <laughs> you know, Sears wish book aspect of that holiday gift guide thing. Like, I don't think they ever did that again, you know. They, they never s- – at least not in the same shameless way. And that was very interesting to me, without a doubt. And it, and it was, yeah. I feel like they were just literally doing their version of the Sears Christmas. Right, like this whole magazine, this whole issue is like, like every time I turned the page, it was just like, check out this shit. Yeah, the, was like, the, yeah actually, it's kind of cool. Yeah, the inflated giveaway section of it, you know, the, the, the contest section is way more built out in this issue. There's just a lot of, th- you know, which, you know, inherently puts more products, advertisements, that's what contests are, advertisements for the product. Right. They're giving you free, they're telling you they'll give you a free one possibly so you can look at it and want it and when you don't win, you go buy it. <laughs> Everybody else can watch you try to win it and then they want it too. Right, right, right. Also, like, there's the, this cover, like, well, first off, good thing, um, looks very, very, very um, Late '80s, early '90s, oh, and yeah. feel yeah. and like just rockets on shoes and shit. That's so. If you weren't around for that, yeah. Uh, it's, and, it's, if you weren't around for the early '90s, like rocket shoes were. I don't know if you could yeah, it. well, it, it looked. It just uh, Back to the Future. It's Back to the Future to the max. Oh know? yeah, duh. Like of the, the, this, like loose, uh, funky, uninformed vision of the future. You know, yeah. is it's a perfect example of that. Which Back to the Future is just. Right. So this looks cool, but it's like. It's not not practical. It looks cool, but it's not practical. Like the, I would say the shoes look cool, but like even in the bullet points on the cover, they're like if you're in Prospect or Eastwood Library, there's nothing that's making you grab this magazine. Right, 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 right. 
Yeah, dude. It, yeah, it's not. You th- if you think about you're grabbing these because you love video games and there's nothing video gamey about this at all. That's probably the most important thing about it, uh, which, you know, that's not, it's not good. It's clearly, it's a, it's that the purpose of a magazine cover is to make you pick it up, buy it and read it. And right. the, that's the, whole the fact that we didn't want to do that is means they did a bad job. Yeah. <laughs> not our, our opinion is the only one that matters. Yeah. Uh, but Nintendo's still around. So what do we know? Right. Yes. Well, they, yeah, I'm not saying they, they couldn't weather this poor marketing decision. But. but then again, so am I. So up your game, Nintendo. Do better. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, so you, getting into the actual issue, the welcome letter, that's what's in uh, yeah, after the inside cover. You get that the power line ad that's in the beginning of all these, and then you get the welcome letter that's not signed by anyone, and it hypes up the first holiday issue of Nintendo Power. Role-playing games... Uh, AJ Kelm's favorite Blades of Steel and, uh-huh. and more. So just getting you ready for, yes, their, their big holiday issue. And after the table of contents, which I wish we could talk about because it is very fun to look at. There's really nothing to say about it. The first thing they give you in this is a big 14-page ditty for the cover story, Track and Field 2. And, yes, 15 world-class events. And that's a lot, you know. Just looking at that and thinking about what that will mean gameplay-wise, it sounds like a lot of programming and design diversification, and that yeah. is rarely a good thing <laughs> as it relates to the quality of the individual gameplay modes, you know? Yeah, it's rarely a good thing as it relates to the quality of anything. Right. Um, like when you get the printer that's a printer, scanner, faxer, copier, and blowjob machine, it never <laughs> does any of those well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Well, and, you know, the, those usually have more people working on each individual component of it than this game probably had working on each individual uh, gameplay mode, you know. Right. So, yeah, the... Having said that, it looks like, you know, I, I saw the cover track and field, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. And then, you know, you get slapped with it first thing in this magazine, and, you know, we played track and field one, I would say, almost a lot. And this no, looks see, dude, that's not the same thing. You're not thinking, dude. Not? You're thinking of world class track meet, which was the Nintendo power pad thing. That is not what this is, dude. Yeah, this and is... I know like I noticed that like the, the power pad's not being used for this, so I thought something was up, so that is a different thing. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. This, yeah, there is a track like that was one of the things that I started researching. I was like, is there a track and field one? I've never fucking I didn't even there was. Right. And uh yeah, I get to that, but yeah. So this this is the second iteration of uh, Konami. So fucking uh, again, I'll say it's nothing to do whatsoever with that that uh, world class track meet. That was and that wasn't you know there was that was just the track things. There was there was the sprint. There was I think a triple jump. There was, was a long jump, I believe. Yeah, hurdles yeah. probably. So those were all yeah just track based things. This goes you know all sorts of events all over the place so it's not yeah, see, just... i thought that was that like but what if we did all the other events too and yeah, but like yeah. then they but i thought they were realistic and they were like yeah but that power pad sucks like we'll just use controllers <laughs> yeah no nope 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 two completely different fucking things oh, and shit. so yeah so i guess just to set it up that the uh, the first thing here which is they do that this is not uncommon they basically try to explain to you it's like an expansion uh an expounding upon the instruction booklet is what the start of a lot of these big features are and this is exactly that they tell you about the three different game modes there's training olympic and versus 
and the Olympic mode gives you 12 events over four days, three per. So it's it tries to recreate the Olympic experience, even to the point when you start that mode, it shows you like the plane landing in whatever hypothetical place the Olympics are taking place in. And like it tries to make you feel like you are participating as an Olympic athlete, right. you know. From 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 soup to nuts, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, the versus mode blurb seems to suggest there's either three additional events not included in the Olympic mode or only three events total. I'm guessing it's the former, but they add in the versus mode. They show you they they they, they tease arm wrestling, which seems a very odd addition <laughs> as an Olympic event or an Olympic mm-hmm. type event, and then fencing. Uh, which seems like it should very much be part of the normal Olympics, you know, yeah. uh, even though both those things do, of course, have an inherent versus component to them. So that is the setup. And then the meat of this is 12 one page focusy <laughs> on on each event. And <laughs> the first thing I, I thought about with this is why are those mace like things in the hammer throat called mallets? and or hammers first question about fucking olympic per- olympic event okay. <laughs> or olympic events rather uh why the fuck is that why are those called that the, the the definition of a mallet is a hammer with a large usually wooden head used especially for hitting a chisel and the hammer definition is a tool with a heavy metal head mounted at right angles at the top of a handle used for jobs such as breaking things and driving in nails both involve the head being on a handle not a chain or rope. So how the fuck is this called a hammer or or mallet throw? How explain right. how does that how and you were you were a participant you were a participant not in this specific thing, but very closely linked track and field events, discus and shot put. So why the fuck do they call it that? Was did they ever mention this <laughs> in your track and field fucking we, practice? <laughs> we didn't have uh, track and field history as part of the uh, <laughs> as part of our training. But um, what I do know is that uh, human beings are fucking weird, man, and they just use the wrong words to describe things all the time, and it doesn't make any sense, (laughs) and they must have just fucking said mallet, and it stuck, and here we are. Who knows? I'm sure there's actually a reason, but, like, it doesn't have to be a good one. People say dumb shit all the time, and it sticks, so. I didn't find one. I mean, why the fuck? I mean, I get, like, when you're shooting clay pigeons, like, you're definitely not shooting a pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but I, but uh, I can we call see it why you would. But that it it makes. Well, some why not call it clay sense. discus shooting? Like I get, yeah, pigeons fly, these things fly, right? right. You shoot them, they fall. I get it, but there's eh. some loose link there. I think. Right. I, I guess your point would be like this is you know if I were to describe this, it, it's a it's a fucking morning it's a ball and store. Chain. <laughs> it's a ball and chain. Yeah, it's yeah. not. There is is not. There's nothing about it that makes it a hammer. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Uh, I wish I could tell you. Uh, did you know Horizontal Bar was the premier men's gymnastics event, Chad? Uh, in what? Period. That's Period. what. That's the end of the sentence. It's, yeah, yeah. It says it right here in the in the uh, Horizontal Bar. Oh, I'm not seeing sure. that. I'm scrolling up. I was on fencing. It's the last page here. Page what? Nineteen. Horizontal Bar, the premier men's gymnastics event. Uh, I could actually, you know, I could see how that's the case. It seems like a really fucking hard thing to do, and it would, <laughs> I would say, it would be a pretty good demonstration of your fucking physical prowess. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, so I did not know that, but I believe it. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think 
Do women not participate in this activity? Of course they do. What's her name did? The famous chick who... Uh, isn't that the chick? I don't know. Maybe not. You're talking about like the, the, the Campbell Soup girl? What's her name? That broke her ankle on the landing, but she did the springboard thing then. Yeah, and that was that was where yeah. they were running across. That's like the one on the mat. That's not the horizontal bar. Right, right. I was well. I I said that I was wrong. Mary Lou Retton or something. I think. Yeah, Mary Lou Retton. That's her name. I don't know. Do you not have the option to be a female in this? I don't know. I yeah, I, I did fire this up, and I'll get to that. But I didn't get to the that event. I didn't make it. <laughs> I'll throw this out there though. So like, I don't know. Like. It, it is an upper body strength thing, so I can see that perhaps it's not a women-dominated event or a women, uh, a, a, a woman's biolog. You're not biologically geared to be gifted at this particular thing. But that's not to say, you know, obviously women can't have upper body strength or be adept at upper body strength fucking activities. But I can see why it would be, you know, I, I see. I see what your question is getting at here. You were, you were maybe looking at a funny response to that. Now that I'm looking. <laughs> Right, but I'm happy I'll... to go down this road. I'm happy to go down this actual uh, analytical road. <laughs> right. It took me a minute because I was, I was like, I didn't realize we were jumping pages like that. But um, <laughs> I realize now that, okay, if you're not going to call it, if you're not going to say about the horizontal bar event, the premier men's gymnastic events or event, what the fuck are you going to say about it? Uh, out of a horizontal bar, or just like a... you, you write the line then. It's, it's, uh, uh, grab my attention with the horizontal <laughs> right, yeah, bar. Yeah. Put me in this shitty copywriting situation. Yeah, sure. like yeah, yeah. Just fucking <laughs> tell me like how you're gonna sell it to me, man. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, nothing. I... <laughs> you, uh, I gotta say something, I, and I'll I just say. I didn't hire my Nintendo power to write this shit in '88. Uh, anyhow, the uh, yeah, the the the. I started Googling around for the, 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 the track and feel, whether there was one. And the first one was released in 87, uh, which I, I believe think was a, uh, an arcade thing first, too. So, without a doubt, did have a, a predecessor uh, that I also didn't know anything about. And do you have anything else about the actual magazine? Because I did fire this up and, and fuck with it. Um, I want to say that I, while I was reading, I got to the hurdles part, and I saw some water involved. And that's not hurdling. That's running a triathlon, so try again. Clear 10-foot hurdles and a pool to win. Yeah, man, I don't know enough about Olympic fucking competition. Yeah, like a, a triathlon, I think. Or no, maybe not a triathlon. There's yeah, you, one where you... You, you, need a, you need a third thing for there to be a, for it to be a triathlon. <laughs> right. The, right, right you, need the, you need the biking, but I even know that. Dude, Jeff, but there's this be a, isn't even a hurdle. It's like that... Ball. This is that big goddamn bar that, like, yeah, I mean, just like this is a ninja. What's that called? American Ninja, ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior, right? <laughs> yeah. You jump up the bar and land in the water and swim to the other side and keep running, like, <laughs> yeah. Which American Ninja Warrior? No, there's something to be said for that too. But um, yeah, this is not hurdling. This is the other event, and I can't think of what it's called right now. It's not triathlon, but like, I don't know. That's fucking bullshit. It's not. It's not hurdling. Not just the hurdles, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I got nothing else in the fucking, I mean, you yeah, know. it's just, you know, they tell you how to play and I tell you right like, I don't know. So yeah, I, I fired it up and this, I didn't, I didn't know it was Konami until I fired it up. And that actually gave me some hope because I was like, Konami is good. <laughs> they don't really make bad games for the most part. So that gave me a little optimism, maybe more so than I anticipated having. The music I, was probably hot. It was the title screen music. Konami always it's, has good music. Yeah, dude. Fucking great.
the country. So this is worth talking about for sure. Oh, it's always fun. Yeah, the country select. Like, yeah, it's always very interesting, especially it, it just dates the world so much. Exactly. So. Yeah, it just tells you so much about geo politics yeah. at the time. Right, 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 right. Yes, it has the USSR, which of course is is prominent thing to say, and Not it has be around much longer. No, no, yeah, almost, <laughs> almost at the end of the road over there on that I'm one. Wrap that one up soon, thing. <laughs> yeah, they have Korea, not north or south, just Korea. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Yep, and they have West Germany. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. What the fuck? I don't. I feel like, well, I guess I, Germany wasn't because like ice hockey is what I think of for like my comparative sports title where you get a good a good swath of uh. Of 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 country options at mm-hmm. this time at this time, and I guess it didn't have Germany of any kind. But I don't know. It just surprises me. Wait, is that it? No, it's, that. Those, oh those God, three, I was gonna three, say. Yeah, those three real. Those are three really yes geopolitical, uh, notable options in in the country set. Right. If they have France, though, it's not like it's remarkable. It's just France. Exactly. Know it. Right. Precisely. And then the one. It's funny that we we had this with the uh, was it the volleyball thing you, you just have the one where you're like how the fuck <laughs> yeah, like fucking okay we have france the united states korea and kazakhstan like right. what the fuck happened there kenya was the one here which i get kenya is actually i feel like it's a track and field i feel like i powerhouse i think yeah exactly yeah i think i think it's a track and field so you know it's not that it doesn't make sense it's just it's the only it was the only one uh that was not white and asian basically mm-hmm. uh dominated country uh which you know so that even makes it like yes, it makes it. To my, uh, I know nothing about fucking Olympics, but I, I I feel like Kenya is a country that yes is is a bit of a track and field powerhouse. It can't be the only African country mm. with skilled at track and field Olympic events, you know. So I feel right. like why is Kenya the only one over fucking West Germany? <laughs> like, right. like you know what I mean? Like how the fuck? Well, uh, right. if you got France, like yeah, you. Well, yeah, I mean, the French and German would freak out. But if you got France, I mean, you might have, you know, West Germany kind of covered a little right. bit. You know what? Actually, we're not thinking about it the right way. How many fucking Nintendos were sold in African countries? How many fucking Nintendos were sold in these other dickhead countries? That's the, the difference. Yeah, the, answer, <laughs> the answers respectively are seven and seven million. <laughs> right. So that's so, why I like that, I guess. And also, they probably, I mean, you know, like, they probably wanted to fit an African nation in, you know? Sure. Like it's probably like a thing. There wasn't yes, that it's not a, that didn't make sense for there to be one. But why is there only one relative to yes, the other options? Right. I guess I don't know like if other if African nations are prominent in like other there events. Ha- they gotta be, of course. I mean, but yeah. nothing's standing out to me personally. But yeah, there had to be other options there. Who knows? Fucking it's it's fiscally motivated for sure. How many uh, countries did they have? Uh, I don't, I wanna say it was like eight ish, but I don't like several European, like three. Yeah, I didn't Asian. write that exactly. Sad would have interested me very much. Yeah, I think you might be able to see it there in the, one of the pictures. But anyhow, either way, yeah. That's, so you that's fired a, it up, you played it. Um, yeah, graphics on it are off the wall, fucking good. By any yeah, they look really good. They're fucking great. And I, ju- I just like, you know, I, I knew I didn't want to spend a lot of time doing this. So, or with this game rather. So I just jumped right into an Olympic mode. And tried to fucking just you know whatever they throw at me. Let's see if I can deal let's with it. Let's fucking do it. Let's party. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they gave me fencing first off, and I fucking kicked ass in it, dude. Nice. No, no practice whatsoever. So yeah. So fencing is not just in the versus mode. It's definitely in the Olympic mode too. So I wonder if arm wrestling is. <laughs> uh, 
And then, but from fencing, things went downhill real fast, man. Uh, I couldn't even kind of figure out triple jump, so I didn't qualify for that. And then it gave me freestyle swimming, and holy fuck, <laughs> like even with I was like I stopped, like I started doing, it and I was like I can't even fucking get going here. So I, think uh-huh. I hit I hit pause and like went and read the page on freestyle swimming. And even with that knowledge, dude, I just fucking I just got absolutely annihilated uh-huh. by the CPU. And didn't didn't qualify for that either. And the way the Olympic mode works, if you don't qualify, I guess, for at least two, maybe even one uh, event, your Olympic mode venture is over. So I did not qualify, did not proceed, did not get to participate in the second day or any more events. And it would take way more time than I was willing to devote (laughs) to the individual event mechanics uh, to to be good at the game and, and, and actually explore it further. So I did not. But right. That it's, it was it was the swimming like one of those things where you had to like tap a b as fast. Yeah, well, you you had to go above the water like because you had to breathe. There's like you you know it's almost like we were just talking about like, this is too much minutia for the eating aspect of right. fucking uh fallout. It's like yeah, you had to you, you, the one button makes you fucking go, and then you had to in some sort of measured way go up for air periodically and like that i didn't even know how to discern necessarily i think maybe it did have a meter i don't know but it just yeah it was way too complicated to just intuitively pick up and, and grab and i feel like that's the case for a lot of these event-based games like that it always is i was gonna say i was gonna bring up um when i had uh i got madden 95 back in like 1995 as one might imagine and, <laughs> um you could but in that one you could like create your own character do you remember this for super nintendo for sure yeah you create your own player but like you'd run the 40 yard dash and depending on how well you ran that that was how fast your in-game speed was right. and i was like oh my god yeah i definitely want to be a part of that but the mechanics were so broken that you couldn't possibly i mean i couldn't at least maybe it's different now as an adult with a brain but as a child without a brain I could not like it. Just I couldn't make it work, or maybe the game just sucked. Like these, yeah, those sporting event racing, running—they just don't lend themselves to video gaming. Right, right, right. Didn't Tecmo, Tecmo three had that too, didn't it? Yeah, like, I, I think Super Tecmo three for Super Nintendo had it, but you just select it. Like you would just have like a bar of points, and you could distribute that however you wanted. Oh, you didn't get to build them up with those. Yeah, events. you didn't like event yourself. You were just like, if you wanted to be fast, you just put it all in speed. If you wanted to be powerful, you put it all in powerful. Right, and then they could develop in the game. And then that's, you would get like points to spend on it. That was a great play. game. Dude. That's uh, a fantastic, dude. I love that game. Tecmo 3 was great, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, so that you, was... So you were done with track and field then. Yeah, that was fucking it. And and the next thing in this magazine is Mickey Mousecapade. I got it. In... Sorry, Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, this I I fucking like this was a game in my life growing up. Yeah, we talked about this last last issue. I feel like right. I always felt like this was like a fun game to play. Like anytime it came up, like in like an emulator when I was somewhere else, like I would maybe like be interested in playing this. And I always found this game to be like really like fucking dark and like 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 undercover dark. Like you know, like a little weird and a little like strange um and as, then i played all it disney years. shit is <laughs> right exactly um so maybe my brain's not completely wrong because then i played it again a few years ago and i feel like i didn't pick up on a whole lot like in my mind i was like oh yeah fucking mickey mousecapades is basically lovecraft and then i played it and i was like oh it's just like disney weird you know yeah so 
Yeah, these games. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, these games traditionally being better than you would guess just looking at them. You know, like the a Disney licensed thing. You just I don't know. My expectation with that is like dog shit. Just trying to make money off a of license. You know, is right. my expectation. With I like Mickey Mouse. I'll buy Mickey Mouse no matter what you fucking put out there. Right, exactly, and I feel like that was the case. And we, yeah, I think we talked about them being good, and like I, th- I, I think maybe the Genesis, the Genesis ones that were good or something. Because I, well, first of all, before we get to the game, the actual fucking feature is an incredibly colorful <laughs> four four page uh, deal on here, uh, and this is Capcom too, so, and that's also should insinuate that it's going to be good because Capcom is another example where they usually didn't do bad things. Um. So, uh, so yeah, so there's a, there's remarkably few words in this feature. If you (laughs) look at it, if you look (laughs) at it, it's shockingly copy depraved, which I don't want to even say is necessarily a bad thing, especially for a Disney title. You know, it's cool illustrations and pictures. That's what fucking, you know, it's Mickey Mouse as a cartoon is not about the dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's fair. So so it makes a lot of sense style wise for there not to be that. Uh, And I wonder how much, how deliberate that was. But I did. So yeah, I I fired it up at, well, the first thing I guess, but actually with them saying there's, there's a, even like the, 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 if you look at the, the maps that they have here, like usually these maps have, you know, there'll be like a little piece of copy and there'll be like a little line, going into the map and pointing at the thing. Like, in this, they even, like, incredibly simplistically label the maps. Like, right. b- bad guy <laughs> <laughs> is where, is where the, on the, on, the, on the first page, or the first two pages, they have the, the level one map, and, and bad guy is the boss, as opposed to, yes, boss battle or whatever. Uh, that, they, you know, they tell you what it is. It's an evil wizard. It does tell you over to the right there. But, like, on the map itself, it just says bad guy, which is right. funny to me. Star, goal, start. Uh, very, very simplistic. So, uh, yeah, again, I just wonder Be how careful. much. Be careful. Don't slip, yeah. right? Like, right. Yeah, I wonder how much this here. was like. Their expectation this was for particularly young players and that they, in turn, made the piece incredibly simplistic that a very young child could in- make some sense of, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to put that level of effort into even designing the features for this, you know, or uh, having an individual design choice for features within the one issue of the, of the magazine is, is interesting to me. Right. Cause you would think that like, n- like Nintendo power would almost have like a template to like, Hey, right. like if, if you're having a hard time explaining your game, like, you know, here we go. Or you could just read the fucking magazines and that could give you your template. Um, right. But yeah, this is almost, this is kind of like, it follows those templates, but it's a little outside of it. Yeah. A little bit. Right. So yeah, I did fire it up, but I couldn't, or I was wanted to fire it up rather, but I couldn't find the ROM in that, mm-hmm. in that cache. And that's, you know, first of all, that's never a good sign <laughs> <laughs> as, as we've mentioned before. Uh, maybe, maybe I, I don't know, maybe I wasn't, you know, cause it is just, it's so old that the file names are within that eight character structure that windows used to require pre like i think like windows 95 was where that changed i yeah. want to say so that's how long, long time ago yeah that's how long ago that that cd was made but the so you know sometimes finding individual games can be a little tricky we've had that trouble before we've talked about uh and maybe that was the case here that i couldn't find this game but i did find out in doing that that there are pretty much every nintendo game has in browser flash versions available on the web now that you can find 
which are is a cool thing, uh, period. And it's the first time I've ever tried playing one of those. And it occurred to me, it was weird actually. Like I could use my gamepad, my Nintendo USB thing, to do the button depressions, but it wouldn't. Excuse me, it wouldn't read the directional pad, the hmm. D-pad. So I had to use the fucking keyboard to play it, which of course was awful. Yeah, uh, that's fucking. Yeah, the fucking worst. The platform with your fucking keyboard is the pits. But I did somehow make it all the way to the first boss, bad guy, the witch. Okay. <laughs> and it's not a bad platformer, but it's not fucking great at all like it was very it was very it, it felt yeah like you know what's the m- kind of minimal amount we can do here we need enemies okay let's make 10 of those we Got need it. you know what i mean like something to throw Got right. it. right yeah check yes okay stars ammunition like yeah it was very slap uh, a score on the top of the screen we got a game yep 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 uh yeah the one one interesting thing about it it's you and or not you, it's Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse running around. And I did not find in this first level, I was not able to beat the boss with the fucking keyboard, so I don't know if this changes. But in this first level, it's you were controlling Mickey, and Minnie's just like tagging along, kind of like Tails tags along with Sonic in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. You know, right. it's just, you don't, it's, it, she's there. Not so much. Tails is there, but they're, yeah, they're just literally mirroring your uh, actions a little bit behind you, you know, and they have no functional purpose. Although I guess actually Tails does have a mildly functional purpose. They, it will kill things, but Minnie did not seem to help out in any way, shape, or form. So I don't remember her helping out. I mean, I, I want to say I, I mean, I played this game more than anybody I know. I just, I, I was a kid, you know, I was six, seven years old. I'm not, I, I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, but yeah, I don't remember if she ends, ever ends up doing anything. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was. I wouldn't. I didn't. I don't want to explore it more. But it, it definitely didn't go on the list. But it, it was not as bad as it could have been being a licensed property. I guess is maybe the ultimate point. Right. And if you had a controller, that probably would have helped you too. But yeah, that would have helped a lot. I'm what sure. can you do? Right. After that, we get Howard and Nestor, and I actually enjoyed this one a little, man. It's being, better. Yeah, being a Simon's Quest bit, I kind of enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, question though: Why does Nestor call Howard a carrot head? When he also has red hair. It's mm, a good question. Um, Honestly, whatever his intention might be, it's just generally very insensitive to gingers. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, daywalkers, you mean. Right. <laughs> um, why does he also... Why the fuck does he... I, I didn't understand this. Why does Nestor fly away at the end of it? Because this is that thing from Simon's Quest where you have to kneel. They're basically telling you about that aspect of Simon's Quest where you have to just go kneel in front of the, the fucking cliff. or the Oh, that's right. And the tornado comes and takes you away. Right. I forgot that there was the tornado that does right. that. Oh, okay. Now yeah. it makes sense. Yep. That's, that's it. Literally, and that, you know, maybe that's also why I kind of, this one was more interesting to me and maybe the other ones did this too but it was not something that was so opaque as this gameplay feature was you know yeah maybe it went over your head the other times well no i mean that's not what i'm saying like the you know they i forget what the uh because they're not memorable enough for me to remember them but you know each one does talk about a game or something but they don't not every one of them like this is like people didn't know how to do this Mm -hmm. like you know there were actually like you know, they're mentioning specific things that tell you we're talking about Simon's Quest here. 
Bodley Mansion, et cetera, et cetera. So it's telling you this is about Simon's Quest. Castlevania, they even mentioned Third Mansion, Castlevania 2. They even mentioned this, that specifically at the beginning. And then it tells you, it, it, it demonstrates this very opaque gameplay aspect. Like the other ones, like might have mentioned, the first two might have mentioned Super Mario or Zelda or something, but they didn't, they didn't solve a puzzle for you. You know what I mean? Not something, not something substantial like this that people weren't figuring out on their own already. You know what I mean? Right. So this, and it's subtle too. Like it's not, well, well, kind of, but like, I don't know. It, this, this whole thing is kind of a hint, but you could like miss aspects. Sure. Of yeah. If, yeah. If you didn't, I mean, I did you, for that matter. Yeah. No, you're, you're yeah. You're not going to look at this and go, Oh, I know how to do like, I oh, know, but course, like, right. right. But when you see the, yes. And well, it tell actually, I don't know. It's kind of delivered, man. First you need to, you need to find the red crystal and then just be at Usa Lake. Yeah, and like it tells you all these things, you know, and, and those are very specific hints. And if you're playing the game enough, those probably mean things to you and maybe give you ideas to go try. But even yeah, even if not, like when you do figure it out, if you've read this comic already or if you figure it out and then read this comic, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, yeah. OK. Right, and that's such a course, right. when you do figure that out in the game, whether it be, you know, you got the tip from Nintendo Power or whatever it is, when you do figure it out in the game, you're like, fuck, Jesus Christ, that was ridiculous. You know, right. you know what I mean? Like, that was a very hard puzzle uh, in that it was not even necessarily a puzzle. It was just like, how the fuck would I have ever figured that out, you know? Right, uh, yeah, it's like so pointless when you, when you complication. Make that, yeah, when you make that connection between this comic and that very difficult puzzle, it's going to be a mildly little satisfying thing, you know what I mean? A little nugget of satisfaction that right. you are making that connection in your head. You're you know? privy to. Right, right, right. So, yeah, this is the first one that had some substance to it, in my opinion. And that's good. Yeah. It was better, though I found uh, Nestor to be a twat again. Sure, yeah, he's a twat. That's just how he is. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help it. Right. Uh, next up, we get a big Blaster Master feature, eight pages, plus the fold-out poster. And the first two are an art spread that doesn't feel at all like Sunsoft to me. That was, like, the first thing I thought about it. <laughs> like, it felt... Because Sunsoft, you know, the art is always so good with those games. And, you know, and there's like a realism aspect to Sunsoft shit. You know what I mean? And it, it doesn't feel like the actual box cover art at all. It just doesn't. There's nothing about this artwork that connected it at all to Blaster Even the font, like nothing about it is, is Blaster Mastery to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't particularly uh, care for it either, though I like the game. Sure, 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 sure. And so, yeah, so that was the first thing. And the little story blurb they have in the top right corner is pretty fucking insane, man. I like it. <laughs> the kid and his pet frog were playing leap human, har har, hmm. and the frog jumps into a box of leaking plutonium, though marked dangerous, had fallen off a truck, right? So where the fuck does this kid live where leaking boxes of plutonium are just falling off trucks? You know? Yeah, why are people keeping plutonium in a box? I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not a nuclear engineer, but, like, it just seems like there's a better option. Yeah, not fucking smart for sure. Uh, and certainly requiring additional uh, heightened safety protocol, I guess. Certainly. And, and so the frog logically mutates, and then the kid follows him down some hole. And then the kid suddenly has a superhero suit and tank. Right. They kind of they just gloss over that part uh, <laughs> of the story. They don't even mention that. That's that I'm, I'm interpreting that. That's yeah. not in, that's that is not, not actually the, mentioned at all. Yeah, 
And then, so they just go right into the game. There's just no explanation of those two connecting narrative uh, plot points, <laughs> you know, uh, which is, yeah, that's just, I don't know, it's just insane. It's an insane setup and story of a, of a fucking, of a game. A lot uh, of, like, kid shit, like, if, if you watch, like, cartoons, like, shows or cartoon movies or read, like, a kid's book, my friends are all having kids now, so I am doing this stuff uh, fairly often, and, like, it's shameless. There's no transitional material. They just fucking like, <laughs> yep, there was a giant frog. They went into a sewer. Now you have a fucking suit and a rocket car. Yeah, this is, how, this is how it is. Let's get to work. <laughs> and I'm like, I actually, honestly, I fucking appreciate it. I got, because yeah. Yeah, there's so yeah. many times like in stories anymore, like shows and shit where like, you know, a writer is expected to explain things to the umpteenth degree right. and, and like foreshadow it. everything. And it's just, like every word is supposed to mean something. And this is just like, no, man, we wanted to get you into a fucking rocket car. So we figured it out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, as as much as I will say that, like, yes, this specific story is crazy uh, and that there are holes <laughs> in it. Uh, I also, yes, as a writer myself, very much appreciate the uh, the confidence, I guess, to just go, here it is. Here's your story world. Let's right. go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and not dick around with boring shit that honestly ultimately won't matter as long as you enjoy the experience after those plot holes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. 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 That is fucking set up for Blaster Master, and they, yeah, they kick things off of the feature with a small power-up weapon breakdown, which is always a smart play, as we've said many times. And looking at, you know, I, I've told you before, I have not played this game with any uh, uh, seriousness, so I don't know, I didn't know this, but the stages, looking at these maps, look very fucking sprawling, man. Mm. Um, there's more than one blurb in this piece talking about serious backtracking in the game, you know, which is that's can be very rough if not done well, you know? Right. Like I said, I played this game and I, and I like it, but then I saw some of these level maps and I was like, Oh my God, I didn't realize it was like that. You know, I obviously, I didn't get very far in this game because again, I was, I, and maybe this, maybe this is just me, but I was, I was young, you know, like, I, I feel like it's, it's harder for young people to like fully grasp these games. Like it has a good shooting mechanic. I can get in my fucking car and shoot things. And that will entertain six year old Jeff Burns for a few hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was looking at these maps and I was like, this game looks positively adult. Like yeah. this is complicated. Serious business for sure. They call the bosses warlords. I dig that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. It's different. Was like what the, was the word boss like fully ingrained into the to the vocabulary at the time? Yeah, I would think, man. That's a good. That's think. A good. That's a good. Uh, you know, I don't know, that's a high, not high concept, but like overarching question uh, about just the the lineage of game culture, I guess, gamer culture. You know, whether when that that would be a that would be a super fun study i guess to, right. to like, when did it become when was when did boss battle become the common nomenclature for fighting whatever award right <laughs> or any, of, any of those words or game concepts that you can think of like yeah like because if it wasn't at the time like if boss wasn't just the thing that everyone called the more difficult enemies at the end of a level like if that didn't have a name like when it comes to blaster master they might be like yeah what is that it's a warlord yeah 
Like we specifically or, call it a warlord, you know? Yeah. Or even another uh, thought experiment on this topic. Like what if it wasn't ingrained yet and this game had been, I don't know, not to say it wasn't popular, but a little more popular, a little more if it had became bigger uh, or big enough for this to happen, would we be calling these warlord battles to this day? Right. And you yeah. wouldn't even know the difference. Yep. Uh, and that would be more fun, actually. That's more fun than boss. Although, although more, it's more linguist, more linguistically acrobatic of a word, and that's probably part of the problem too. Of why I don't like pasta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little, little, a little noodle joke from Jab here. Yeah. <laughs> Linguini. Yeah, I get it right now. That was not a very good joke. You should no, have laughed at that. That only encourages me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I did. That's the kind of thing I usually berate. But the fold-out poster explains the non-linear interconnectivity of the stages of this game uh, very well, which was, uh, I think, a very smart decision for a game that I said looks very complicated. <laughs> yeah, if I was going to play this game, I would definitely want access to these maps and their notation because they look super fucking helpful. Right, right, right. Well, the, uh, did you see did you, uh, the fold-out poster, though? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, the, it, like gives you the flow chart of how the stages work and how you can go like from stage two to stage seven. You know, there's like a, yeah. Is this uh can you hit me with the page? That's page 29 you're looking at. Uh, it's after I have a too small. It's the end of this. It's the end of the piece basically. Right before the, the holiday. Way far away from it. Um, maybe mine doesn't have it. Really? That's crazy. Is it a page number? Uh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, 34. 34. I'm not seeing a fucking fold-out map here, dude. Really? Maybe the scan. Yeah. They got they got lazy with the scan. That's possible. Right. I'm on Read Comics Online, so it could be a different one. Yeah. Dude, you got to fucking do the download. I sent you these. You got to dig these out. You have. I, the, do you have any idea of the computer issues I've been going through? Yep. Have you not been paying any attention? Yeah, you got to get that CVR thing. And get, and By the, the way, for fans of uh, Jeff's computer watch... Uh, <laughs> Literally, as we were trying to start the episode, uh, my computer was fucking up, and Josh berated me for not having gotten my computer repaired. <laughs> the fucking mailman walked up and delivered my repaired computer right then. So, oh, it actually physically happened right then? Literally, as you were berating oh, me. Oh, you did, you did not say that. You did not say that. That's did I, not, oh, I thought I made that clear. No, the mailman, no. like you were like, you need to fix your shit. And you said it just I got even, delivered, but people say that like it just came yesterday or something. Before shit. I could even respond, like, hey, I sent it out. It's supposed to be delivered back today. The dude was walking down the driveway with my computer. That is fucking incredible. <laughs> I got it running. So, uh, yeah, I don't have the fucking. Yeah, dude, that's all, that's, how cool is that? That you that, that happened and you just took it out of the box and then started using it for your life. Fired it up. And it, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that was really fortunate timing. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Um, uh, having well, said that, though, I don't have these ROMs. I don't have the fucking um, the issues. I, I mean, I think I put them on an external hard drive. I just got a, I just got my computer. I haven't done it yet, so. I'll resend them to you. Yes, please do, actually. Happy to do a little extra work uh, now that you have your setup, as long as you don't blow it again. So, the yeah, there, it, it, it gives you, like, it's basically like a flow chart of how these stages connect, even in, in, in non-numerical order cases, you know, mm -hmm. uh, which is is cool and, and very helpful if you're fucking uh, working in a game that is crazy and all over the place like this one is. And I, <laughs> I have got to force myself looking at it. I decided that I have got to force myself into playing this game one way or another, uh, whether it be for this podcast or just as a side project on my own. Like this game is just, there's just too much going on here to not 
have this be part of my experience. Right. I bet it's like I said, it's good, but like I bet it's like I bet if you dived into it, I bet it's actually fucking looking at these maps and like the complexity. I bet this is a pretty fucking like better game than I thought even. Yeah, as far as like having problem solving shit, it, dude. I, well, I they have it on the the Switch Online thing. They have yeah. uh, they have Blaster Master on there. So I actually did fire it up and like really take a serious minute with half, it, half hour crack at it just to like because I was fired up reading this this little feature. And yeah, I did this. I mean, I got my ass whooped, and I, what I think was the first stage, you know, I died and like frustratingly died too. So I was like, you know, unless I'm doing it, doing it, uh, I need to just, yeah, I'm not, I don't have the stay off patience. it. I don't have the patience for it right now. So right. like it, it, it is without a doubt an undertaking that is difficult for sure. Not a blow, a breeze of a game. I see this fucking brain boss though. I remember fighting that thing several times. Yeah, the, yeah. The, I mean, the warlords are fucking great, dude. They're Oof, all... I'm sorry, warlords. Yeah, not bosses. <laughs> They're great. Sunsoft. Sunsoft always has great bosses. This kind of remind. It almost. It almost remind the level layout and like the the demands. Almost kind of remind me of like uh, Metroid a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 Which like wouldn't be the, as you know like I didn't play that game, but like I know what a good game is, and like it would not be the worst thing in the world to try and emulate. Uh, their right. techniques, yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. So, on the back of the Blaster Master poster <clears throat> is the holiday gift guide. Now we're talking. Yeah, we mentioned. And yes, it is just a literal Sears wish book for all Nintendo-related shit, which is Sears wish books. I, I know I've said it before. I cannot... I cannot suggest enough <laughs> to Google Sears Wishbook PDFs and find the actual catalogs online. I think there's actually a website that has them all, like a database of them. They're, mm. they're probably also on archive.org, I bet. But Probably, yeah. Yes, I found once. Uh, I might have even saved some of them. There, there was a website that was like high quality. It was just like some psychopath <laughs> that had scanned all the wish books and made a website on like a geo cities or angel fire fucking type website and yes high quality full page scans of every and dude, those i don't know how well you remember they were like thousand page fucking books oh yeah they were they had like fucking binding dude yeah they were massive man and the idea of scanning all those for years dude it was like years and years and years of them that someone had put on some website and uh, it's just it's crazy stuff. yeah dude if i saw this person i would arrest them on the spot. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they, what yeah, are you arresting they, me for i don't know yet but yeah I but i know you got you i know something. you got bodies hidden somewhere mother where are the bodies <laughs> just start talking buddy because you're where fucking weird bodies? yeah you are fucking nuts man oh my uh, god i actually think about that like man i appreciate the the preservation for posterity but like i got shit to do man yeah Speaking of which, it's raining. I did not mow my fucking grass. This is a nightmare. We needed the rain, though, so that's good. Glad I don't have that problem. I can't. I have no. That, that's when I think about that. And granted, like if, especially if you can afford a fucking house in Los Angeles, you can probably afford someone to pay cut your grass too. Right. So if you, if I had the financial means by which to purchase a home, that it would I, be a different life. Yeah. It, uh, so that that's that maybe that's part of this feeling, but I have no desire whatsoever to have. To own the thing that would create the responsibility of having to mow a lawn. <laughs> like, it does not appeal to me whatsoever. That's pretty great, actually. If uh, if Mad Mike or my mother had uh, 
had been, I don't know, maybe they had been proactive is not exactly the right word, but maybe if they had gotten me this goddamn Mario rain slicker, uh, <laughs> rain jacket, I could have worn that today while I mowed the grass in the rain. Nice segue back into the, yeah. the gift guide here out of fucking uh, topic obscurity that we were in there. The <laughs> yeah, there, there's something going on in my head. It works for this kind of. Right, yeah. So this, the first thing I thought looking at this is how much of a low blow it is to Nintendo child parents planning this in here. Like, because it is just, there's just so much random shit here and way more than you could ever expect to actually get uh, for a reasonable uh, child's Christmas. Oh, you know what I mean? There's so much shit in here. The thing that's most frightening to me as a parent, I'm not a parent, but like I imagine myself as a parent, there aren't any fucking prices listed on here. Yeah, that's well, the thing that scares me. Is like, I want the mega controller. Like, oh, yeah, well, they're not selling. It to, they're not selling to you, dude. That's why there's no prices. They're not going to tell you what the fucking read. You know, they're, they're not. They're not going to. Uh, they're not going to limit their retail partners in that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. They they have numbers here that you can contact to, uh, get these items. I guess those numbers would probably. That's just a fucking insane. Like. And I lived through it. I know, like I saw the change. I mean, I know, I know that it happened. But it's an insane process to have to go to compared to what we do now to buy things. Sort of shit, yeah. It's like unbelievable. Like, actually, think about like, oh man, I saw my buddy had this, like, device that I thought was pretty cool. I got this phone number, and I can call them, and they'll put me in contact with the closest local store that has it. That's fucking insane. You just go on Amazon and buy it. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. I mean, I. I have a set of coasters in, in my apartment that say, don't fuck up the table on them. They're like wooden uh, kind of balsa wood coasters, and they say, don't fuck up the table on them. And that is, if you know me at all, that's just, oh, those are perfect. Those are, those are a perfect uh, a thing for me to own. And, <laughs> and I walked in. I attained those. I walked into some apartment. I saw them on a table. And I'd literally, they were in route to my apartment as far as processing, having been ordered and processing, uh, had begun. Within seconds? I mean, no, without any exaggeration whatsoever, inside 90 seconds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that included shopping for options because the, there were actually multiple options I could have got. Like, oh, I can get them in gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Inside 90 seconds. No exaggeration. Whatsoever. Yeah. It's a, uh, I mean, living in the future is great, man. It's incredible. And I, I can't imagine having been in a time when you had to, to for that to happen in your life, you would have to devote God knows how much. I mean, literally, I get how much time to uh, accomplish that same goal. I don't even know if it's I don't think it's possible, actually. I don't think Finding that obscure or specific of an item is even possible in 1988. No, not. E I didn't even know what to say to that. That's why I didn't. Think <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Did you? So you must have did what I did when you saw this and went through and picked out like two of the ones that you would get. Yeah. The, I want the gray fucking game pack thing. That the, the the one your it's your game pack carrier, but it's in gray. And I think ooh, mine was black with gold. Yeah, yeah. no offense, Jab. I think the gray one is much doper. <laughs> I didn't even notice that it was the same one because I didn't see the black. Yeah, the gray is probably better. Yeah, I like it, dude. It's well, it's just uh, yeah, the color. I guess the black one is the color of the cases, but I don't know. I just like the matching of the game inside much more. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So that was cool. I would definitely want to be, um, 
I would definitely want to have that. I already said I want, even before I knew the gray one existed there, I wanted the black one. So, uh, yeah, that and the, I don't want it, but it was very notable to me. The roll and rocker controller. Did you really? see that? On yeah, the yeah. On the bottom row there. It's interesting that you have, the, it just occurred to me, that it's interesting that you have this in that thing because this is the back of the fold-out post, the bla- back of the Blaster Master fold-out poster. What the fuck? So they scan the bla- the back, but not the fucking Blaster Master thing? I'm not fucking seeing Maybe it, it's dude. not in the right order. Maybe it's just after. Yeah, the- I was just scrolled down to try and, oh, I am seeing some Blaster Master shit now after this. Okay. Yeah, they just scanned it in the dumbass order. Yeah, who knows? The fuck? Anyhow. So yeah, the rock and roll. Do you remember this fucking roll and rocker thing, dude? Not at all. Oh my god. I knew of the existence of this, but it never really crossed my There's mind. There's like a ball on the bottom of it, I take it? Right. Correct. Oh, it, it looks like it, a fucking rolled ankle waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, or just a total piece of shit. The uh, it never. Yeah, I, I knew of its existence, but it never crossed my mind to like look into the exact functionality of it. Mm. So I I looked that up, and the way it worked. I mean, as you know, it would kind of insinuate looking at it. You stand on it to operate it, and but the way it specifically worked is, yeah, you would stand on it and you would tilt the thing in the direction you'd like to move, emulating the D-pad. So just that alone oh, is batshit insane. What game would that work with any real proficiency for? You know, there's uh, no so, fucking way. Right. And who it, approved it, this? That that's my thing. Is like who at corporate thought like, okay, yeah, go ahead on that. Oh, these do we need the U force? When we get to the U force, there's a whole shit bunch of shit. There's sure. They just it was so such a popular thing. Just like anything, especially because it it just looks cool. And like there's a there's a there's a lack back at this time. There is a lack of checks and balances consumer welfare basically you know so you don't have to you don't necessarily have to uh service or maintain the back end of the transaction you just need to accomplish the transaction right just sell it and we're done we're done engaging in in commerce (laughs) you know we win right yeah and we win and that's yeah it doesn't work the same way now because there is user feedback and that is built into everyone's per that that is the flip side of that that system we just talked about uh that is great too that there is yes a level of checks and balances in how you're running your business even after a sale is made right yeah you bought this rolling rocker rolling rocker on fucking amazon i mean the whole world is going to know how shitty it is in about 20 minutes yeah can you imagine there's a i've told you about that website if you want i cannot recommend the website enough worstthingsforsale.com Ooh, no, you've never mentioned this before. Oh my god, dude. It's actually it's that a, sounds fun. Oh, it's incredible. It's so fucking funny, dude. And it's actually ran by a guy who runs my favorite daily comic, uh, who is a Columbus based cartoonist. Uh his name Drew Toothpaste. So toothpasteforDinner.com, I can't recommend enough as a daily cartoon. And they actually have a podcast now. Him and his wife are hilarious. It's called Garbage Brain University. It's hysterical. It's my favorite thing. It's a, it's it's just for I want to say a couple months they've been doing it now. It's my favorite part of every week is it's just a couple. They're just two hilarious human beings in Columbus, Ohio, and they're just funny as fuck. And you can just tell it's it's kind of sweet. You can just tell they love each other so much. And normally that makes my skin crawl. But they have the they have <laughs> the right sense of, yeah they have the right they have the right sense of humor for it to be endearing um, their love for each other you know what I mean right right uh, it's like super intelligent both of them are super intelligent and dry and witty and the podcast is great the daily cartoon toothpaste for dinner is fucking great and he also has a blog worstthingsforsale.com that is yes basically just the end of human civilization as we know it. Uh, in the in the in the framework of what's for sale on Amazon, and sometimes he'll even go into 
uh, there'll be a piece on, yes, specific review sets for products uh, on top of how hilarious an individual product might be. So, okay. yeah, I cannot stress enough to just go down that whole comic rabbit hole, dude. Well, uh, now right. that I have a fucking computer that I can set in my lap and not have to be super sensitive about how the fucking power well, thing is plugged in, I can maybe peruse that. Well, these are these are fun. These, these, I, I would call this like I, I look at it when I'm on the toilet. <laughs> oh, so this this is like it functions on a phone. It's not oh. like a. I can't believe you're saying that, dude. Like that's well, such a, what I <laughs> necessarily always the case. There are so, like, yeah, yeah like Reddit. Incredible. If you don't have an app for that, it fucking blows on a phone. Sure, yeah. Which is yeah. They actually they were way behind. I'm surprised how long it took them to get a decent app. But yeah, it's just. I mean, it's like a. You know, I'm sure it's a WordPress website or fucking something. You know? Right. Yeah, I'll check it out though. Oh, dude, it's so good. I'll, yeah, I'll drop those in the show notes. Actually, those are fucking uh, great, great, great links to know in life. I want this fucking. Uh, I want this Nintendo underwear. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll do all the, the the onesie, the little, the, yeah, the, the the athletic onesie, the athletic wear. Uh, why not? Jamas, the fucking the the Tyson Punch Out pajamas, like all those things are fantastic, man. That Tyson uh, Punch Out uh, trucker hat is hot too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't like hats, but I still think they're cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's funny. I actually would never wear, not at this point in my life, I wouldn't wear a trucker hat, but um, but I would want that Mike Tyson Punch Out trucker hat. So I didn't finish how shitty the Roland Rocker controller was, actually. The, on top of that D-pad functionality, to do the AB function, or Flex Star 2 also, you, it had a port on the side of this fucking thing to plug a controller into. <laughs> so you had to use a controller <laughs> while standing on this fucking thing. Fuck so you. The D- yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. The D-pad is right there in your thumb anyways as you fail miserably to do the things that you surely would tr- be trying to do uh, movement-wise with the device itself. So, yeah, it just sounds like a fucking absolute nightmare. And guess what, Jeb? It's naturally... An LJN product. (laughs) Of course, yeah. I mean, what else would it be? Of course. The last line of the wiki reads, this is great. The last line of the wiki reads, the Roland Rocker worked very poorly and sometimes not at all with all NES games, including games developed by LJN toys. And had a a tendency to malfunction often, which sounds about right and also sounds exactly what every one of those – hypothetical didn't exist yet uh amazon reviews would read <laughs> yeah that actually does sound like an amazon review yeah tried it on many games didn't work on any one star yeah. would give zero <laughs> if i could yep 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 and what's crazy is to like design like a a uh like a I'll just say it because it, it's not. It doesn't make much sense when I say it out loud. To design a children's product that relies on having a constant weight put on top of it, like it just seems like you're just designing a product begging to be broken <laughs> and just not be able to truly function correctly. Yeah. Well, yeah. This. Yeah. It's. It's. And it is too. The like, what's your I, toy? I, oh, kids jump on it to play video games. Like, oh, that's not gonna work. Right. Yeah. I watched a few videos. Uh, 
maybe one of them wasn't. I, don't, I actually I don't think I looked an angry the angry video game nerd because those are never a good actual gauge of, of a product. But the I was looking at some videos of people trying to do them. There was one one of the the gamer culture fucking one of the guys on like those VH1 gamer shows and stuff like that. Uh, gamer shows rather that's always on those was doing one on it where he was trying to play Top Gun. I think him and a buddy were doing. Oh a, God, of all video. Games. And he wasn't even standing up, dude. He was sitting on a chair and just trying to to do the movement on a chair, right? Not even not even having to deal with actual gravity, <sighs> basically. <laughs> right. And and could, still couldn't do it with any level of proficiency. Uh, it was it was bad. It looked just so so shitty. That is one of those things, though, that you would like see a video like watch this guy speed run uh, Mario on right. you know upside down on the ceiling with this fucking <laughs> rocker thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So this fuck, I guess. So we talked about the the accessories. What? Uh, give me one other thing on this on this Christmas list here that you you would want to have. Well, okay. So real quick though, I, I won't take too long. Are we talking me now as a man or me then as a child? You can give me both. All right. So me now as a man, I want two pairs of the underwear. <laughs> I want the underwear twice. Uh, me as a child, I think I want the lunch kit because that thermos looks hot. Yeah, dude, those, those kids' lunch boxes. The, I guess what was the name of the? the is it Thermos? Is that the name of the brand? I think it actually might be. Yeah, we. I remember I had a Marvel. The ones one. we're thinking of, yeah. Yeah, I had a Marvel one, and I think what was that? Maybe Prospect that was. That uh, was pretty fucking hot. And yes, yeah. those little, those little, those the actual thermos. Yeah, I think they are because the actual thermos in them. It's funny. That's one of those words like Q-tip that yeah be, be, became so ingrained in society. That Xerox, right? Exactly. That the fucking they did such a good job of marketing that became a a word, <laughs> right. which is like um, it's a pinnacle of marketing, actually. Yeah, I mean uh, that's what you, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so I would want the uh, I think I want the lunch kit as a child, and I probably I think I want the backpack as well. That's I guess I'm trying to floss. Like turns out. <laughs> yeah, that's so adorbs that they call it a lunch kit. I think as opposed yeah. to just a box. Uh. Yeah, the lunchbox, as a kid, I definitely would have wanted the lunchbox for sure. I kind of like, as an adult, I want this control deck carrier. I want the little carrying case to carry, especially because I am a preservationist of sorts, and I want things to to be, you know, my iPhone has to have a fucking, uh, a, a beautiful, or not beautiful, but a, a complete protective covering on it. I refuse to leave anything to chance uh, yeah. with, with with transporting and taking care of my uh, my prized possessions. Do you, you know? go screen protector on your phone? Oh, God, yes. I don't. So, like, literally, dude, I I ordered them. When I got my new iPhone, the, the 10, I had ordered, I ordered all the protective shit in advance. So sure. the second I got my phone, I could protect it accordingly and use it as needed. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. I did, I did not even go a single. I didn't like get the phone and like, okay, now I need to order screen protectors. It'd be a couple of days. Right? No, I'm not. No, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm not into protection, man. I like, I can't Ugh. do it. The, when I see people with spidered iPhone screens, like you have only yourself to blame. Well, you have only yourself to blame. But I just when I see it, I I can't. I cannot explain how much it 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 ruins my comfort <laughs> of, of of my existence how how unsettling i find it to even see anyone else's broken iphone screen <laughs> like the idea of mine being like that 
is fucking inconceivable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know you, so I know how that works. overworld theme bringing us into logically the role-playing games feature of this this particular issue here and they have such we already said it they have such little faith in the western world's interest in and ability to comprehend rpgs (laughs) that they yes they start this section with literally a headed a heading on a bot on a on a text bubble or text box rather uh that's titled what's an rpg and that i thought it worth reading specifically the exact definition they give it here because it's i don't know interesting to some degree collect items gain experience increase your strength and embark on a great adventure this is the challenge of a role-playing game you assume the role of a character and set off on the ultimate video fantasy and there was something beautiful about how right that is (laughs) you know like that they felt the need to so basically and clearly define it and explain it to you in that way. Like, I, I guess maybe what I'm saying here is I long for uh, a, a place of naivety in my life where that would have uh, a learning effect, <laughs> you know, on, on me um, is a really beautiful uh, thought, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it's funny because, like, I've been playing RPGs for my whole life, essentially, and... If you asked me to, I don't think I could explain it like I, until you know right now. I don't think I necessarily would have explained it that concisely and right correctly. Right. Like that, that really, and like we talked about it. Like you know, they're they're kind of like you know putting the testers, the feelers out there for role playing games with Americans, and uh, you know they probably like there were there obviously there was a decision made like okay let's actually even explain this to these people because they don't understand it like. Yep. There's they no way they're going to, like, want to do this shit unless we very specifically break this down for them. Yep. Yep. And that's what this is. This is a seven-page spread divided across two games, Ultima and Legacy of the Wizard. Ultima Exodus gets four of those seven pages, and I really like the... Well, first of all, I really like the artwork here on the RPG cover. Mm-hmm. That's really fucking cool. It's uh, It has a... Uh, I wish I could remember the name of it. I used to, I had these, I want to say they would have been early 90s, and they were like, I should have done I just, I didn't think of this until now. I would have researched it already, but I'll figure it out and put it in the show notes, actually, because they were really cool line of fantasy artwork um, trading card set, and it was fucking just beautiful, cool fantasy D&D-type shit. Okay. Entire card sets of them. There were multiple sets, I remember, that we collected that were really fucking awesome. Um, and that's what this actually makes me think of. Really well done, and uh, yeah, just really well done. Very cool. It's like it's a, it's a, I guess what is this? It's a wyvern. It's two warriors, like kind of Conan type looking motherfuckers, riding on two beasts of some kind. One kind of looks wyvernous, wyvern esque, in like kind of a eagle, cat or something combo. Yeah, like some sort of eagle headed mount. Right, and the other, uh, yeah, they look. They both look like they're in. It's it's flight. I think maybe maybe not. Or they're rearing. The the, the, the image is that they're rearing, but they could be right. flying. 
Yeah, it's hard to say because the the title kind of obs- or the text kind of obscures the lower portions of it. But yeah, one's kind of yeah like a Wyvern deal, a, a bird based thing, and the other one's kind of like a a horse type thing. It's like a horse with like sharp teeth, right? Yeah. Like a demon horse of some sort. <laughs> yeah, very specifically a demon horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this very demony looking guy in the back of him, so right uh, with yeah. pierced nipples, by the way. Yeah, it's fun. Those almost don't look like nipple piercings. Those look like door handles. <laughs> <laughs> those are big. Those look like oh, those look like uh, not door handles. They look like uh, fucking knockers. where you would where you would hang. Yes, a knocker is also a good one. Or where you would hang your <laughs> hand towel in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which are yeah, those are modeled off knockers for sure. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, we cracked the case. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's cool. And then also getting into the actual piece, the like the papyrus, uh, which is the second time I've gotten to say that today because of you before pre-call jab. I get to say the word papyrus because that's what you keep your notes on for these <laughs> episodes. But the maybe that's actually where it came from me saying that uh, in 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 the pre-call phase of this exchange. But the yeah the the the, the paper papyrus kind of uh, old school scroll background that this yeah. is is, is uh, laid on top of and in, in the actual layout here is very cool. I like yeah. that for sure. Actually, reminds me of this one time we were playing D and D over at Ted's house, and uh, you, my character, encountered some kind of map, and you had like drawn this rudimentary map on like computer paper, but then like burnt the edges of it. Oh my god! I am like, incredible. I am an incredible dungeon master. I don't know about incredible, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that, you did. Yeah, you burned it and like I think I like crumpled it and like tore parts of it and yeah, it looked very, uh, very scrolly, very mappy, very, uh, very old style papery. Fuck you, Jab. That is so cool. I didn't, I don't remember this, but that is I. I well, it's weird. I, you say it and like I can kind of picture that, but I don't remember it viscerally at all. And that is so fucking cool. <laughs> I don't. I think in the same. I want uh, someone to do that for me right now so badly. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was nice. Uh, though I think in the same session you fucked up the mounted combat rules and had me all fucked up and wrong uh, on uh, my horse. I, I never was able to mount a combat and, and range, range combat. combat. You ain't got to tell me I know. It, it yeah. fucked my whole life up. <laughs> what, do you wanna, what, what class do you want to be? Well, I'll be a fighter because I can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I would have to. I recently, I think I told you a couple you years ago. You could have fudged the fucking range shit, by the way. It had to be so complicated, dude. I am No, I, it didn't. You could have just been like, if it's over X amount of feet, then you lose one on your fucking hit rolls or it had to be it has to be so complicated, or I, there had to be a reason. It could not have been even If I could simple. see the enemy range, then it should just be a roll to hit it. But I, I feel like how also like how complicated could it possibly be? Also <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like like I feel like you could have done it the real way, or you could have just been like, Yeah, man. A bow at 30 feet is regular. A bow at 50 feet is minus one. A bow at 70 feet is minus two or three. And now we're off and rolling. It's crazy. The, uh, and I could have been a thief. I heard a quote yesterday doing some research for a thing I'm, I think I'm going to start writing soon. And uh, it's, it's, it's semi-applicable here. And I just want to find, find a way to wedge into this. It's a weird and dark thing to learn about the world. It's a weird and dark thing to learn about or think about the way you used to think or be <laughs> as a child. You know, it's just, it's uh-huh. just 
It's just fucking weird. Like, I don't know. I can't explain that in any way, shape, or form. Right. It is, yeah, it's fucking weird to think back when you're, like, I mean, we talk about it with the video games sometimes, like, I'll play Mario when I'm six, and I'm like, man, I can't do it, and I play it now, and I'm like, oh, I beat it in five minutes. Like, I'm a fucking idiot. The answer was right there. It's just you you have no frame of reference to yep. or skills to draw on, so you fuck it up all the time. Yep. The impediments <laughs> when you're a kid, it's, yeah, it's astonishing, some of the impediments that... Uh, you think you had or you thought you had at the time. Right, yeah, if life were a role-playing game, level one is a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyhow, back to Ultima and this fucking feature. Uh, we get one page of really cool art and a brief story synopsis, as you would expect to have for any game, and then a page explaining the 16-variable race class system of this game. Uh, five races, 11 occupations, as they call them. Uh, Ted had this game. <laughs> mm. And I tried to play it multiple times because in my head I love role-playing games. Mm. Uh, but it's completely, it's like this game is completely overwhelming. And even, and this is like, like I said, I identify, I self-identify as an RPG enthusiast. So, you know, uh, it, it's just, it's so fucking complicated. I could never get into this shit, you know? Right. Like, yeah, and they funny. even... Sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Was I played this game at Ted's as well, and um, the game is overwhelming. There's a lot. It, it's a lot. Um, the combat's fucking hard. But um, when I saw this page uh, of the magazine, like you being a guy who identifies as an RPG guy, this kind of shit makes me hard. Like, I want to see the classes. Yeah, I, I want to see I the think, races. I, yeah, I think I want this complexity, yeah. I yeah, do. I do. I think I do want it, but I think this game just didn't. Ah, man, I don't know. They made it like super digestible. It was. It was tough. Yeah. Well, that's you know, it's kind of. It makes me sad to think of this, but it makes me think maybe. Yeah, I, we've talked about this. There's been a few things like we've talked about this. Like it just too like wizardry has this going on at times too. It's just like it's so hard. It's like you know maybe I'm not as hardcore. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you know, might not be as, who I think I am. Right, as as I would like to think I am, like if because if you know if I if I really was, I would be into this complexity, and I would have uh, insatiably sorted through figuring it out. Because uh, there are things like I, there are things uh, about my line of work and shit that like were complex as fuck. But like I was so dedicated to them that I figured it out. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I did not do that in some cases. This being very specifically one of them. Like the, even the. They talk about it on the 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 latter two pages of this, uh, the bottom right corner there. It's like the watch for shifting of the moons. Like there's yeah, there's 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 two moons in this story world, and they have phases, as you know, most moons do. I guess I don't know about all moons, but I, I imagine, imagine they all oh, do. Actually, yeah, I imagine they all do. The sun is in one place, and the moon is in another, and that's what moon that's phases phase. about. Right. So uh, they go into that here, and like it intimidates me now uh, to read it. And as a kid, it had to just be completely befuddling, you know what I mean? Um, and this game, uh, in many ways, was that way. The whirlpools, where are these fucking things taking me? I did, you know what it is? I didn't have... Dude, I think you go into fucking space in this game. <laughs> like, think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't... They, they, they bad, this game badly needed uh, a, a strategy guide as detailed as the, the Final Fantasy one, and right. they did not have that, or at least I didn't have it. Maybe there is an existence. There is. Well, that's the thing about, like, you, like, okay, I feel the same way. Like, I look at this game, I'm like, this should have been something that I was all over and all about, right? 
But the problem is, like, you got to keep in mind that Nintendo games were sometimes, like, broken, as I talk about constantly. I'm just, like, you play a game and you're like, it just doesn't work. Like, I, they, they tried and failed to make a game. A game like this, you could fuck, a, like, you could make your party, I pick random, you could pick an illusionist, a druid, a lark, and a wizard, and find out halfway through the game that the illusionist and the lark are literally broken. Like, they do not work. <laughs> right. Like, the, uh, the, the original swords, maybe all weapons, uh, but I know swords for a fact, and this might, I don't know if you knew this, and if you didn't, it might break your heart. The original swords in Final Fantasy that was, were like... I, I just sent you links about this. I don't read those typically. You cunt. Well, the, now yeah. you know that. Yeah. Yeah, they a, don't there, fucking work. There's, dude, there's, there's a bunch of spells that don't work. There's a bunch of... There's a whole thing. The one I sent you... Dude, I can't believe you didn't read if this. If you catch me at work sometimes, I, I, I might not read them because I need to like be doing shit or at least oh, be pretending to do shit. This this one, uh, I guarantee you, you want to Google. I'm, I, it's worth fucking looking. I mean, I'll check. This is the absorb thing that you sent me about. The yes, yes, Black Belt? yeah. Yeah, I'll check it, it out. It's it's like a really specific statistic glitch in the mm-hmm. game that is about running. Like the, if I can remember it correctly, just offhand, it's like the the first two party members. Order wise, you can order your party. You know, the first if 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 either of the first two positions have a certain number of absorb or evade or one of those statistics it you you get away automatically every time oh i see yeah and 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 the and the thing about it is is your stats every time you change your armor i think it is it resets them which is another glitch it's like a layered glitch i think it resets the those numbers because those numbers as you level up those numbers go up too you know what i mean Right. So every time you change your thing, it will reset. So that's why maybe you don't notice that you run every time in this condition because it can get fucked up. But if you don't, like if you have someone, you're, like if you put your black belt, who maybe you, after wooden armor, you never give them armor again, like that will never get reset. And if, you, if, if that person stays in position two or one, uh, which would be ballsy, <laughs> yeah. uh, the... Uh, that person will be able to run every time. You oh, know? okay. Very interesting. I see. Uh, but yeah, that's my point here is like, and, and you can spend, so yeah, you could spend fucking half the game, dude, level, like this is a lot of fucking time to find out that you actually cannot beat the game with your party lineup. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that that is actually like quite, and like these games like typically move, move a little slower than others. Like it, it just... Yeah, I, I guess I I don't have all the time in the world. I guess, but I I guess I wish I did. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm saying I can see how a game like this, even though it's almost perfectly tailored for someone like us, uh, you know, how we can miss it. And I've looked yep. up fucking like strategies for this game, and it's shit that I. It's like, oh, the best party in this game is like a party of four fuzzy illusionists. And then if you go to the like outer space and get this one thing, you can max your shit up. And I'm like, I would have been fighters, dude. Like I would have fucked this all up. <laughs> yeah. Fuzzy illusionists. So I don't know that that was a, truly the, the, the best party, but like, it's not shit that I would have picked. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. I was just saying the words that are just cool words. Sure. To be, to be associated with fuzzy. Uh, you remember fuzzy? Yeah, yeah, I do remember. I, do remember yeah, I, I know we could have a podcast on it. <laughs> we could have an entire podcast on fuzzy. I'll Is never forget. Fuzz, it's one fuzzy, of the first... 
Fuzzy's not around anymore, right? He passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, some sort of cancer, uh, maybe a few years ago. Yeah. It may, or, or no, it might have been like a liver thing from. Yeah, alcohol. I, I think it was. Yeah, I want to say it was alcohol related. Yeah. Either way, it's, no, he's he's not alive. Um, but I remember he was one of the first. Uh, and in his memory, I'm going to put his business out there. My mom, uh, there was a picture of him. Do you remember this picture of him on the roof after they redid it? I know, but go on. Apparently, <laughs> he apparently pulled his pants down and flashed the camera. Well, like yeah, they, all, they talked about his dick all the time. That was house. Like, my mom would literally laugh at how small his dick was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, like she would bring it up in a party, like around people to make people laugh constantly. Oh yeah. my god, it was brutal. Talked about how little his dick was constantly. Even as a kid, I was like, "Oh, dude, that's bad." Brutal, bro. You don't want to be in that situation. Yeah, and this is why Fuzzy was great though, because he had a great sense of humor about even that. Yeah, you rolled with it. And what are you gonna yeah. do? You got a small dick, you know? Yeah, and it's uh, if you think about it, dude, he was one. He was easily my favorite of of their of my dad's friends for sure. I guess I never actually stopped and thought about who was my favorite. He was he was great. Him and that paper bag are cool. That paper bag, dude. Paper what's, bag. Yeah, what's what's his what's his full name? He was the older guy. Uh, and the distinguishing characteristic about him was something about a paper bag. That's they called him paper bag. I don't know what it means. Oh. I, uh, I can't I can't remember his actual name. He, he was an older guy, had like a real deep voice. He looked like if he wasn't didn't wasn't in Harley t shirts and that, that Harley stock that stock Harley attire, he would probably look like a very distinguished dude. He had huh. like shorter hair and like kind of a uh uh, salt and pepper hair and mustache. Like he was it like, Dave Poppenbrock? Or no, that Dave. Could be Dave. Fuck. This, this. This is. Yeah. This is. This is a real digression. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Stop. We're talking about ultimate. Anyway, I'm actually sorry to our listeners. If, <laughs> if you know anything about, if you can remember Paper Bag's name, though, shoot us an email at isohpod at gmail dot com. The the second game of this little section here is Broder Bun's Legacy of the Wizard, and is relegated to just two pages. Uh, and they contain very little. <laughs> uh, it's just like a brush over of the main characters and the story. And the story suggests these wizard descendants are basically just, uh, yeah, yeah, basically suggests that these wizard descendants are just militant conspiracy theorists stirring shit up. It says that they sense a reawakening in the dragon and that all they have to go on in their decision to band together, and that's all they have in their decision to band together, basically. So it's it's very similar to moon landing conspiracy theorists uh, that have little more than sensing to go on in their beliefs. You know, in their beliefs. Like, I don't... I, I, I just think, feel it. Yeah, I feel like that they fucking shot this in some studio and... You know, I have some half-cooked ideas where there's gravity not being demonstrated in these photos. Uh, blah 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 blah. But you know, and all the sane people are like, "That's not enough to act on. Don't do that." But like, <laughs> no, I'm gonna commit my whole life to it. <laughs> I'm, gonna commit my whole life. I'm gonna do some crazy shit, and uh, you like, know, not only am I gonna act on it, but I'm gonna dedicate myself to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so these guys are doing a similar thing, except with dragons. Yeah, and re and reawakening. Yeah, because like, yeah, it's like it's a it's such a it's a great parallel to modern like like the climate change. It's a great example. Like, nope, I don't believe in that. I believe in this thing, and I'm gonna put everyone at risk. Yep. And, well, and you're you looking like, at them like, well, you know, that's you can believe that and whatnot, but meanwhile, it's getting fucking hotter out here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They're like, no, nope, we're gonna go wake this dragon up. Like, he's it's gotta happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta, gotta happen. Like, I'm telling you, he's he's gonna wake up. 
He's there's, already gonna wait on his own. You just don't know what I know. Right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna proactively fucking make this. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this proactively and make this fucking. I'm gonna fix this. Like I don't know, man. I think we should just let him sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like what if we just didn't? There are no dragons. It seems fine. <laughs> um, I imagine they do wake the dragon at some point in this game, though. Otherwise, what the fuck would the fun be? Right, right, right. And you know, uh, the screen screenshot. Looks pretty cool with the dragon. Anyhow, so at least if you're going to wake him up, you have that going for you. He looks cool. Right. And I did fire this up because I had no experience with it whatsoever. I was just going to say, did you have any experience with this? Because I didn't, and the title suggests that we should have been interested in it. Precisely. Well, the fact that it's in this... RPG, right. Yeah, certainly suggests. And yeah, I mean, looking at the screenshots and initially kind of just tinkering with it, I was like, ah, are you sure this is an RPG? (laughs) Yeah. Uh... And it is, it, it without a doubt it is. There's, there's way like it. It took a second to see it for sure, uh, but there is definitely way too much RPG shit going on in it to, for it not to be one. Even though there is very much a side-scrolling action platformer mechanic to it, hmm. uh, the gameplay that is, you know, not your traditional Dragon Warrior, Ultima Exodus, Final Fantasy kind of turn-based battle overworld exploration type thing um and it's a little different in that regard but there is a, a bunch of rpg elements for sure a lot of right. you know inventory acquisition metroidvania type stuff and um spells weapons shops etc etc okay so all the familiar is there source management you know you gotta get coins and shit uh the title screen music has a riff that is a series bite off the legend of zelda main theme <laughs> uh which is an interesting thing um so yeah, the, the 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 way like the sprites are all very. This is probably maybe one of the reasons if I had seen it as a kid, which is very possible. Uh, it's not uh, really feasible to to remember everything you were exposed to. Just I know I didn't in depth uh, engage with it much, but the sprites are all very cutesy, and it kind of feels a little bit like a Solomon's Key clone uh, to some degree, and and the way it looks and feels. Um, which I've already seen. You know, the reason I hadn't played that cool ass game is the same thing. You know, it just looks kind of lame, I guess. Right. You know, so I guess this is uh, doing a little research on it. It, it. it is part of a very prominent RPG series in Japan called Dragon Slayer, and was a very well received game. Shit, the the, uh, the uh, shit like Hidden Gem was uh, here and there when I was googling around about it so it is well regarded and tinkering with it like it i didn't i i it's kind of hard the platform the platforming aspect it was kind of hard and especially not having really a grasp of what i need to be doing um makes you even more at a disadvantage here so i couldn't get too far into it and tinkering with it but there might be something here and it could be worth exploring mm-hmm. further it's possible so that's legacy of the wizard and next up is counselor's corner they they kick shit off with some tougher metal gear puzzles here um figuring out how the hell to properly talk to that jennifer contact it's it's funny that we played this game i think we actually referenced i I, we talked about this during the things i had to look up (laughs) these were two problems i had to look up and uh in googling them most googles led to this magazine here uh, or this counselor corner section because i remember specifically for sure talking about the jungle maze (laughs) Um, and having to find the solution here. But same with the Jennifer thing. This was the thing where you like you had to use the transceiver, and she called you, and without talking to her, 
the rocket launcher would not appear and you needed the rocket launcher to battle one of the bosses to get further in the game. So it was like a very necessary step-by-step thing that you had to do exactly what's listed here. And it was very obtuse and hard to figure out on, on its own. Um, so smart play putting these things in here because we needed those or I needed those fucking solutions for sure when I was playing the game just recently. Yeah. So I had a little like a little freak out when I saw this Metal Gear because it's not that I didn't like the game, but like I just remember like a nom flashback. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like I just remember like fucking playing the game and like always having to like look down at my notes and like or like check <laughs> shit and I just like ah god I couldn't fucking take it anymore. Uh yeah, that that was so great when you texted me about that fucking that thing. That was so good. <laughs> so happy inside the what the fuck the transmitter or whatever it was. Uh the, there's also yeah, there's also final boss shit for Rambo and Double Dragon in here. And shit from Gauntlet that uh, should be in the instruction manual. But there is – my favorite thing about this uh, is the – there's a bunch of game counselor profiles in mm-hmm. here. Oh, yeah. Eight. Definitely my favorite part. Yep, for sure. And the best mullet award, which all of these uh, are – it's possible to to give those out for every one of these. <laughs> it goes to Rob Ling, Ling, Lingang for sure. His hobbies? Yeah, easily. Yeah. His hobbies are music, video games, and sports. So highly specific things that basically everyone doesn't also like. (laughs) I was going to say another one of his hobbies is apparently vagary. (laughs) He didn't describe anything there. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, it's it's like someone telling me traveling is a hobby. Uh, You like to go places or you like to be in places rather that are not at home and do cool shit. My, how edgy and cultured of you, (laughs) you know, like traveling is the shitty planes, trains and automobiles thing you do in between being in other places doing cool shit. Like it's not an activity in of itself. Everybody likes to fucking be in, play, be in cool places doing cool shit. It isn't a fucking hobby of yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, certainly you get to the place, okay, now what do you do? Right. Like, when you arrive at your destination, like, what is it you're doing there? Right. Yeah, if you uh, actually enjoy traveling, if you like being on airplanes, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> like, right, because, like, once you... I would say, like, almost I like being on airplanes, but I don't do it enough. Like, for you... It's a novelty to me still, you know? Uh, I guess maybe if that's where you're at. Like I'm almost kind of excited to go to Nashville in October because I'm going to be on a plane. I very rarely do it. I wish. I remember as a like. But having said that, I would never describe traveling as a fucking hobby. I would. I would elaborate. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I I I do remember as a like literally fucking my mom and fucking Mike. Like I shouldn't even say Mike. This was he wasn't even fucking engaged probably. But the uh, my mom would put me on a plane alone at like age six mm-hmm. to fly down to Florida to visit my grandparents, which is crazy. I feel like that can't possibly happen anymore. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it might. Uh, maybe not. No, I feel like I that uh, doesn't strike me as that crazy though. An unattended six year old on a fucking plane. That's dude, all that's, pretty organized. What the fuck, dude? That's crazy as fuck to me. Eh. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy as hell to put an unattended small child on a, in a, ever alone. Without you, always need an adult to interface with other adults on behalf of this child. Like that child should never be out having to stand alone, engage with strangers. I might not do it, but I, I don't think it's all that fucking insane. Um, yeah, I don't think it's that crazy. That's crazy as fuck. Hey, my friends are starting to have kids. I think I would know. <sighs> One day I'm gonna get a girlfriend. But plenty of mine have. <laughs> yeah, plenty of mine have fucking kids, and I, I 
can't see any of them doing that. Um, anyhow, the back then flying on a plane was not was a novel to me novelty to me but i have done it right. way too much at this point to have any level of enthusiasm about it. it is literally i dread every second of it uh. <laughs> i dread i don't know I like I, I at this point it's like a game i could like how efficiently can i do this i am like how late can i get to the airport to be the last person on the plane that everyone's looking at like you're a fucking prick because we could have left already right, <laughs> right. Uh, i want to push it as far as possible yeah i want to spend as little time as humanly possible inside that fuselage (laughs) i'm I'm going to fuck it like when i go to the fucking airport to fly to nashville i'm like bringing books i'm getting there early i'm just gonna sit it's no big deal to me oh dude how late can i oh jeez i i live i dude i am like i am so close to lax out here in playa del rey that if i if i hit i always take like the earliest earliest flight to minimize the possibility of delays and da 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 so because traffic has, you know, not ramped up yet at that hour usually. Uh, you know, if you're, we're talking 6 a.m. is usually your first flight or very close to. And, you know, that means you're going to the airport. Ideally, you know, the, the, the doors close on the fucking gate 10 minutes before. You have to be checked in, although you can check in from your phone now, uh, 45 minutes before. So you don't even need to be there physically to do that. So, like, I'm trying to get there. And, like, you know, I fucking have the TSA fast fast track pass so i don't have to dick around with the security bullshit like right. i am trying to get there no joke dude like 23 minutes before departure right. <laughs> like, okay <laughs> that's like getting out of the uber and fucking wheeling my little uh you know i don't have to check any luggage i'm not fucking doing anything you gotta be in that's that's amateur i don't give a shit how long i'm traveling somewhere i'm not checking luggage <laughs> you know what i mean right. uh so like it's all very fucking the wheels are greased man and like i'm trying to get through all those little systems in like a matter of 12 minutes <laughs> right. See, I, I, I my mind i'm in no particular hurry we'll just get there when we get there fuck dude yeah Stop Anyhow, traveling so much. You'll fucking get it back just like me. I do. I, I actually try very hard to not travel. <laughs> you <laughs> hate at how, how hard I work to not have to go places. Uh, but it's inevitable, unfortunately, right. in this regard. Or if you're a, a sick Bills fan and you're going to fly to fucking Tennessee and Cleveland and fucking New York and maybe Dallas and all these places, it's unavoidable, too, uh, to go to those places without some flight in there. Anyhow, uh, we are in fucking tangent mode today. The... Yeah. Uh, agent number 139, Steve Pennington, one of his hobbies is personal growth, <laughs> which is a very, very, very funny answer to list as a hobby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take it over fucking uh, sports. Or traveling for sure, but it's right. still funny. <laughs> uh, I bet the he's favorite... the most well-adjusted individual of all these counselors still to this day. It might be. He might. He, he pro- yeah, probably. Uh, I bet you old Jack McClain here who's into skydiving probably isn't even fucking alive anymore. <laughs> he's probably. also into scuba diving. Gee, he's begging to die. Right, right. I wish I could be into scuba diving. I, I would love to scuba dive, but yeah, it terrifies me. The It's also a lot of work to get to get cleared to do it. It's not easy, yeah. yeah. And the favorite game of agent number 317, Jeff Mahaffey, is the adventure of Link, which is not fucking out yet, Jeff. <laughs> well, he might have fucking access to that uh, computer chip that you don't have an access to. So. Exactly. Yeah, I guess they have plenty of chips over at Tendo HQ, uh, yeah. despite the, sh- the chip shortage. Uh, I thought that was very funny. Yeah, no chip shortage for Jeff here. For Jeffy. <laughs> Jeff for Jeffy, who looks for like Jeff. my buddy, who looks like Tim Carlson with a terrible mustache. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I buy that for sure. Yeah, you see that? I'll buy into that for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. These these profiles are great. Yeah, they're great. Next up, classified information, and these are mostly shitty games. Yeah. The, the uh, Gradius, Seacross, Xanic, Kari Warriors Two, Deadly Towers, uh, all just bullshit. Although I guess great. The more I learn about Gradius, is it's basically a Life Force predecessor, so maybe it's not total shit. But still, I believe yeah. that it's not total shit. It's just not a game I'm gonna play. Right. But, yeah. I guess. You know, even as a child, there was no way I was gonna play that game. Yep. But they do have one very interesting tidbit about Super Mario Bros. 1 in here. It explains how to get a glitch world, world minus 1. And it is basically 7-2, which is the one I made Kevin, Kevin Costner's water world in Super Mario Maker modeled off of. <laughs> uh, it's, it's basically 7-2 where the final pipe loops you back to the beginning perpetually. So there's no way to beat this level, right? Right. So that's interesting in of itself that you can get to that in any way, shape, or form, and it explains that you have to break the second and third block from the last brick in the ceiling before the pipe at the end of one two, and then you got to kind of like jump glitch your way through the pipe and, and and wall into what looks like one of the warp rooms, you know, right. uh, and you you go down the pipe and you enter the world. So it's kind of like this half-ass warp zone that takes you to this. You know, it's almost just like a dev dead end, a, a development dead end level kind of thing. And that's interesting that exists, of course. So I'm poking around on the Internet about this, trying to find information about it. And I found an incredibly interesting video uh, about it where a guy used a level editor. It's, it's just exactly why my Mario Maker ended up happening, because this level of interest in this game exists. Mm. But. This guy used a level editor of some kind to put a flagpole at the end of the, that minus one level, like under the water, you know. But he, he put that in it, and like, you know, a level editor is basically just blocks of code that you're dropping into the existing code. And <clears throat> by doing that and giving the code a endpoint. Right, like complete. Okay, now you are done. Right. So, what are you gonna do next? Exactly. And the code, by doing that, took him to three more levels oh, that were also kind of like dev dead end funky ass things, which was very fucking interesting. They look very funky looking, and I'll drop the link to this to the video in the show notes. It was very fucking interesting. They were they they all kind of looked like they had. Uh, they were they were versions of other levels that just like they did not finish, you know, or not even right. didn't finish, but like it's just there's just shit, weird shit everywhere, you know what I mean? Right. In crazy ass places, it was really fucking interesting to look at. It looked like a yeah, like it looked like someone on acid was playing with Mario Maker. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like what if we? They were drunk. Like what if we did this? Yeah, or not even not even no, like no, that that's more that has that. That voice that you just used has more direction than what these uh, look like. <laughs> uh, they were just fucking all over the fucking place. So that was very interesting and, and a very fun video to watch. So that will be the show notes. And then after that, we get the we get two pages featuring this is kind of like some Xmasy, some some Christmassy shit. Uh, two pages featuring the NES Advantage and Max controllers. Uh, as I said, surely to pump them for Christmas sales. And they also tease a claims wireless remote controller release there on the right-hand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder how much a claim paid for that to be there. And 
they also, you know, they use like these very clean, huge pictures of the controllers, which is very nice to look at and satisfying. Uh, particularly as we've mentioned, the NES Advantage is always hot. It's really yep. hot. Yep, plucks the nostalgia strings for sure. They also do, and this is very cool to me, they do a top five list for each of the unique functions spread across the two controllers, right? So there's a joystick, top five games for the joystick on the NES Advantage, top five games for the slow-mo function on the NES Advantage, top five games for the turbo function that's on both controllers, and then top five functions for the cycloid, the, 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 the thing in the middle of the D-pad ring on the NES Max, which is very cool uh, that they, they put some thought into kind of how these tools are best applied in the gamescape <laughs> of right. NES, you know? And they, they cite Wizards and Warriors as the best game for the joystick and Metroid for the slow-mo. Right. And what do you think about those choices? Because, well, you haven't played Metroid. I've played Metroid, so I can speak to this. But you've played Wizards and Warriors. Like, do you think a joystick would have helped that game? Absolutely not. <laughs> like it, 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 it struck me as actually more complicated. Um, so I, I didn't see the uh, the value there. And then Top Gun, I, I was looking at a number four for the joystick, uh, seemed seemed sketchy too. So I don't know any flying game. I think maybe a joystick because that's you know you're talking about. I mean, I uh, guess yeah. You, maybe you're like actually yeah. I mean, it's not one because they, they made like you know for I think they actually had them. They had some that ad we looked at in one of the. I don't know if that was Nintendo Fun Club News or Sega fucking whatever it might have been called for that issue. The Remember we saw the ad that was like all the 90s colors, neon colored controllers. Some of those, like some of the knockoff yeah, yeah. third-party controllers had kind of like the exact uh, where the fucking there were suction cups on the bottom. And it had like literally a fighter pilot joy uh control handle, at least as Stick, far as I right. understand. The way I understand, I've never been in a fighter fucking jet but <laughs> never flown one but yeah, yeah. Uh, how cold they work yeah watching top gun it looks like that's what they are the where the with the buttons on the top for you to you know, hit your thumb and then there's also a trigger button you know uh so those joysticks exist for flying games specifically you know so you would think joysticks have some sort of help for an uh, an aerial simulation like that Right, yeah, you'd think, but I, it's uh, can we call top gun a flying game because i feel like that game <laughs> doesn't really work <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. That game needs a lot more than a fucking joystick. Let me put it. Back. <laughs> it gets a, I don't know. It gets a bad rap. Yeah, you can't land. Yeah, you can't refuel. But I think that the 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 bulk of that game looks and and plays pretty well. Yeah, you can't land. You can't refuel. You can't fight in the air. It's not really fun. But man, if you try to the joystick, up in the air is no problem, dude. Up in the air is fun and no problem. It's it's when you have to land or refuel that that game becomes like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The cycloid, t- Ted had that, didn't he? Yeah. Or, yeah not the cycloid, the, the Max. Yeah, he had two of them, yeah. Um, and I ice hockey, too. I got them because I, I was second player, and I uh, fucked that thing, man. <laughs> well, he had two of them, dude. We didn't. You didn't have to. We had. He had controllers, too, regular ones. Well, then uh, why are you doing that to me? Maybe because you wanted a cooler-than-the-regular controller and having turbo functions, but I was using my NES Advantage, and you didn't bring yours from home, Jeb. Probably wasn't allowed. Yeah, <laughs> fucking forgot it or some dumb shit. Whatever I would have done. Uh, yeah, it's funny that I I wonder how much. First time I thought of this, but I wonder because Ted had ice hockey too, and I don't think of him as a hockey fan. Uh, I don't think of most people in Cleveland as a hockey fan because there's no hockey team. But 
the at least no professional hockey team. I wonder how much because that they, they have from square one they have marketed that NES Max in these magazines as for ice hockey. You know right. what I mean? So I wonder how much Ted was influenced because he had. I told you he had that the one he gave me yeah, was the sports, been. the sports issue. I wonder how much he was influenced by their their uh, subtle marketing. <laughs> yeah, of, they're pushing. For, for the NES Max. I should ask him about it and see if he can psychoanalyze it. Yeah, himself. shoot him a text to see if he fucking used the uh, NES Max for ice hockey. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll check it out with him. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess this got me thinking, what was your favorite game to play with NES Advantage, Jeb? Oh, I actually know the answer to this, and I don't know why it stands out in my head, but um, it was actually, funny enough, it was actually uh, um, Zelda 2 Link. I always played that, and I I think, like, I would use the uh, turbo to, like, keep swinging my sword if, like, an enemy was stressing me out. I would just, like, keep swinging. Sure, 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 sure. Right, I don't know if it was helpful, but that was my favorite game to play with it. I, I, I wonder, I, I can't believe they didn't put that in their list here just to fucking, you know. Yeah, right. one more fuck you, like, hey, it works great <laughs> with this game that apparently doesn't <laughs> yeah. exist. Yeah, that and slash preemptively sell some copies of the, of the few that they're going to supposedly make available here. Uh, I So... For me, it was, and you know, it's been a while since I had access to an NES Advantage. As badly, I've been researching like how to get one, either either buy one that has a USB attachment to it already, or ways that I could mod one myself. Yeah, to wire one up yourself. Right. Which I have found things to do, but it's very intimidating. The idea of, of trying to do that. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't strike me as that intimidating to me. Oh, it, shit out of me to like anything i don't even know i don't even like any like a lot of them a lot of those things like that talk about soldering <laughs> soldering actually is what it's called so yeah you can't even say the word so you're already in trouble okay, yeah. all right then yeah so whatever uh yeah that's uh, way beyond my um capability well i was gonna say like proficiency with my hands like i'm just not i can't uh i was into carpentry and shit like that as a kid and you know i had some electronic sets and shit and that stuff is interesting to me but i don't feel like i'm good at any of them right i've done some uh, like soldering on my bases and stuff so uh it doesn't really well i'll I'll send, I'll send the fucking materials to your house and you can do I, i'll give it a shot yeah send over. and uh, maybe that's what i'll do for christmas i'll buy us fucking nes advantage kits yeah, <laughs> you, can do, shot, you can do that do the labor. That'll be your gift to me, the labor. <laughs> say, yeah, that, that can be my gift. But have your lawyer drop a uh, the disclosure form. I, I'm, if I burn your fucking house down, that's not my problem. <laughs> you yeah. use this at your own risk. Yeah, a, uh, a liability release. I have yeah, some of those. Exactly. I don't yeah, need well, to, I already have. I have some boilerplate ones we can use. Just the, uh, appropriate names and whatnot. For sure. Yeah. The uh, so yeah the one the the one I think of as 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 being perfect for me is the is Tyson's punch out playing it with playing Tyson's punch out with it really? which as I sit and really think about it maybe why I never beat Tyson's ass as a kid say, that's, that that's probably right. yeah that's probably not the most responsive use of the x and y axes inputs <laughs> right. for games you know that joystick is probably not as precise maybe as you should be for fighting Tyson when it's so much about you need to get out get over there and get your ass back uh, in nanoseconds, you know? So, yeah, right. When you said that, I was like, that's like a really, like, touchy game that, like, if you're turboing anything, you're doing it wrong. Right. Like, yeah, and I always thought, like, you, 
my thumb is easier to move than my entire fucking hand. So it's and, and, and the precision of the direction you're going to is obviously uh, relegated tremendously with the joystick. Right, it's, because it's great for like the repeated moving around, and if you're moving fluently, like if you're if you're trying to go like down to left, like being able to just drag it from the down axis to the, or rather from uh, that y axis to the x axis, that. It, the joystick lends itself to doing that better than just rolling on the down to the left, maybe on your D-pad. But if you're trying to specifically just go left and then specifically just go right with like quick depressions, the D-pad would be infinitely more. Definitely want the D-pad for that. Yeah, sure. So yeah, give uh, it a shot. So you've only fucking fought. You've only played that game. Like the farthest you've gotten in, in Mike Tyson's punch out is with the NES advantage. No, no, no. I've got to, I've never, I'm in the Tyson with every controller on the fucking system. I never beat him. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, then that's different. I was going to say, then you're an idiot. Like, that's yeah. why you haven't beaten Tyson, but okay. Right. No, yeah, I've, I've certainly used the D pad before, too. And it's, yeah, it's Jesus. Just, he's very hard. I'll start a thread on the ISOH subreddit, actually. Uh, the link to that will be in the show notes. And we'll see if we can get a little interaction traction with that topic of what are your, what's your favorite NES Advantage game or your favorite NES Max game. That's a that, that sounds like a a worthwhile usage of 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 a subreddit to me. So that's this fucking piece, and then they're they're trying to counteract Sega's medium strong board game move uh, Monopoly with a title your boys over at Rare cooked up, Anticipation. Yeah. And this is a. Uh, I don't know. First off, the artwork creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it is fucking weird, dude. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like a ginger, a... no less. So that's a problem. Right. It's it's a very off kilter marionette feel, that is mm-hmm. very unsettling to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the ginger being way very much Chucky dolls, what I think that looks like to me. But he, everyone else, Chucky. Yeah, everyone else also just looks very creepy to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not yeah. a great style. No. Yeah, not not at all applicable to a child's game at all but the so the, the game is a hybrid of Pictionary and Trivial Pursuit and I you know this is like I looking the seeing this in the table of contents and shit like I assume that this was just a port of an existing game I don't think it is a game I think they, this is this rare design this specifically for the NES as an NES title and you know obviously it has the underlying inspirations of Pictionary and Trivial Pursuit but there's like it's not like anticipate anticipation anticipation the board game exists, and they just ported it to the NES, like so many of these seeming board games ports are. This is like an original board game on the NES, which is just a very weird idea if you think about it. Right. Uh, and it it does seem though, like so. Yeah, the, the the structure of it is basically guessing pictures, the CPU draws. And you got to guess them right, and you earn a marker for each of the four colors on the board. Uh, and that's like very Trivial Pursuit-esque, where you're trying to get each piece of the puzzle, or, or of the pie, rather, in your little piece. And then once you have all those, you can win the game by going to the middle, you know. And I assume this is very close to that. Um, but it actually kind of looks like I was watching, I believe it was uh, Mike and Mike, or no, Mike's the... We're it's video angry video game nerd, but not in character. And then that little Mike Matei or whatever his name is, uh, his little sidekick dude. I watched them play um, this because playing it yourself is really boring. Alone, right. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really sad. Uh, right, and it's it's it it, it looks like because the way it's set up is for two controllers. I guess you can use the four controller thing for it, which is cool. That's even possible, but 
which is odd because I didn't. I don't think it's out yet for this. I don't know. That's 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 a whole. That's I didn't do enough research to speak on that knowledgeably. But the the way it works with two controllers is like two people. It's four or four players, but two people have to share a controller to like buzz in. You know. And that's fucking weird, (laughs) you know, like someone like they divide like the D pad or the buttons basically. And like two people share that. So like, you know, you have like you're you're, like you you have like a physical battle component to it, like a real life, tangible physical battle to some degree. If two people are trying to buzz in at the same time, you know, which is just interesting for party game purposes in of itself on top of the in game. Uh, challenge of trying to guess these things and if you get it wrong it can go to the next person yada 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 but uh, just the fact that yes you literally fight over the controller kind of is kind of very interesting design choice you know Mm -hmm. so that's anticipation I assume you this means nothing to you absolutely not if somebody busted this game out I would be mad at them (laughs) I, I can very clearly see that I would hate this game I don't know man I'm telling you it looked it looks it looked kind of fun uh, watching them play it, it's, I think, and I was, you know, I walked into it like, fuck this, very much like you're thinking. So, I think if you engaged it, you might not, you might not mind it. Next, 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 uh, next time you have a dinner party, Jab, fire this up and I will. Yeah, inter- I was thinking about inter- having one this Saturday. Entertain your guests with it. That'd be how I get everyone out. Right. So the moment has arrived. Yeah, where's AJ? Yeah, <laughs> where's AZ? Four pages of Blades of Steel is next. This would be a great guest episode. <laughs> this would be incredible if AJ could just step in. Yeah, that would be great, man. I wish. We should, I wish I'd have thought of that. I, I, we probably could I hunt don't, him down. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to contact him. <laughs> well, dude, this is, this is what... You know what? You want personal growth to be a hobby of yours, Jab? This is the way. I didn't say I wish. wanted it to be. I say I hired it to someone else. <laughs> well, this, this <laughs> is the difference. way... This is the way you do initiate personal growth is doing this kind of uh, outside your comfort zone thing, right. you know? especially that's rekindling an old relationship type thing like this. Yeah. I was more friends with Matt, though. You were really. Idiot. Yeah. Matt was too young. Matt was, that was like my he was like one year younger than me. Yeah. Did I ever tell you, I ever tell you the story about AJ setting fire to the hardware store? I can't wait to hear it. I really can't. <laughs> OK, uh, I can't believe this didn't come up when we were talking about it last. This time. is a hardware store in Vermilion. Yes, it's the okay. So if you remember, I can. It's funny that this is this was a big enough thing that in my childhood memory, where I can remember the logistics of it. Even the if you were if you walked out his front door, like so, yeah, the railroad tracks right behind the house, right? If you call that behind the house, the railroad tracks. I would say it's on the side of the house. The if front you're looking door, at the front door, the railroad house. tracks are to the left. No, well then I guess maybe they only use the side door then, because I don't remember a front door in in the place you're describing even though that was towards the street and that would make a ton of sense the the driveway and that door off the kitchen to me is their front door which i guess very much that's fa- no that's fair because then it would be behind the house from that perspective right if yeah, I see yeah. What you're saying precisely so if you if you if you're walking out of that door whatever you want to call it side or front door if you're walking out of that door and you hang up and you go left there was like that their yard, they had like a little yard back there, and then somehow you could get on onto another street. I don't know if it was through another yard or if that was an empty lot. I can't fucking remember. But that next street to the left there, just over the railroad tracks, was the hard was a hardware store. Okay. And I don't know what the fuck we were doing. I don't know why we had fire. I don't know why he wanted to do What's this. What's the statute of limitations again, real quick? <laughs> we had to have surpassed it. The you hope. He, yeah he lit something on fire. I want to say it was like a candy wrapper or something and threw it in the trash can on their porch 
and we ran. And like, I don't know. It's it was so insignificant as we were doing it that it seemed like the kind of thing that it's over. It's done. We didn't even talk yeah, about it. Anyway, and then like, I remember. Yeah, I don't do. His parents may. It may never, I don't remember there being a fallout of it or like him getting caught, but it caught on fire. And like, I'm not saying it didn't burn the fucking hardware store down, but right. like, it caught fire. And it I'm was sure a fire, they had, right? Yeah, there was smoke <laughs> 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 that you could see from his yard uh, oh. over the train line there that the the train tracks ran through. So he set the fucking hardware store on fire. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. That's fucking insane. We were. This is like age seven or something, you know. I remember you guys got busted for like curfew violation too. Like the police were chasing you or something. I don't remember that at all. Uh, something about like the cops like pulling around the corner and like you guys were on the railroad tracks. They're like coming to get you, and you had to like run inside the house or something. Holy fuck! I don't remember that at all. Maybe I remember going trick or treating over that house every now and again. It's I. Uh, it's time or two. Vermillion's a terrible place. Yeah, that's crazy. I would love to go back. I would love to go look at that, like, area of the universe, like, where – go to their house, basically. I would like to see that yard. That would be interesting to me. Right. Uh, if, I probably would have had some time to, like, take a drive out to Vermillion real quick today and snap a picture of the house. <laughs> you should do that. After the fact, do that, and we'll post it. We'll post that on the – Right. The, the, the podcast is running a little long, though, for that. I got some other plans today, so. <laughs> like a nine-hour fucking episode. The right. uh... – uh, anyhow, the so yeah, this place is fucking steel, and um, uh, I guess yeah, my yeah, should I told that story already? Should I just retell the fucking uh, breaking the window one in case yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's, a, it's a, just make it a quick one. Yeah, but <laughs> they getting to the actual game and not AJ Kelm. They get uh, right to the meat of it on the second page, pointing out uh, exactly what yes made this game stand out: the fighting aspect of it, and. There is fighting in the NES Black, because, like, fighting in general is such a big part of, of hockey, even as much as I, I don't watch hockey, but I, I have gathered that they're trying their best to get rid of that uh, aspect of it and further penalizing it, and they break the fights up sooner. They used to just let them beat the shit out of each other. and like That's insane, dude. Right, yeah, it is crazy as fuck. Uh, but now they're trying to somewhat phase that out, I believe. But so they're yeah, so it's like a big part of hockey. And yeah, like back then, I don't think you could have even had a hockey game without some level of, of that being in it. But the the black box one has it in it, but it's just kind of like a they pile onto each other and it's kind of cartoony and they just like it's like a jumble of of, of the players and they're just you can see sticks and flying and almost looks like a cartoon uh, where it's just like a, a dust cloud and you see human parts flying out every flying now and then. Right. Yeah, they don't have the dust cloud, but it, it very much looks like that. So it's not a detailed battle of sorts, you know. Whereas in this case, they like. It was much more of a simulation. It's like almost uh, a fighting game. Exactly. Yeah. They. They. You know. The when a spat broke out, there was some very clearly defined blows being exchanged in the traditional game view. Yeah. And then they would cut to a close-up side view that was yes, very much like a it's like side Mortal game. Kombat. Like right. Precisely. Yeah. We're all familiar with that format. Like that's yep. what it is. Full-on fighting game, and, and yeah, each dude had a power meter. They could punch, they could block, they could duck. Uh, and one of, when one of those cats's power meter got punched down to zero, they'd go down onto their asses. You know, controllers Knock. go onto the roof, <laughs> and that's when the controller goes on the roof. Precisely. So yeah, it was the real fucking deal, and that is probably why AJ Kelm threw his controller to the window uh, when I knocked his ass out in one of these <laughs> because it, it, it was the, it was a, a real deal and, and without a doubt a test of skill. <laughs> there was another fight shortly after that and he lost that one too. <laughs> yeah, he lost that one too. 
So the end of this feature touches on the two-player mode, stating that the rules are the same as in the one-player game, but the action is more intense, and there are sure to be a few scuffles. No. <laughs> I'm skippy. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. You nailed it, Nintendo. Fucking couldn't be any more right. So Blade Steel, man. Yeah, I fire this up, man. This is... There's... I mean, we were playing it then, so we clearly liked it enough to be doing that. But I did not remember how great this is. This is a great fucking game. Is it? Uh, it is. First of all, the, the voice sampling at the title screen is off the charts by Nintendo standards. Okay. <laughs> it's like Blades of Steel. And then uh, I did a little with an exhibition game. Uh, so I took, uh, took L.A., took control of L.A., and played against my old stomping ground, New York. And yeah, they have awesome music with the choreographed group skate when the players first come onto the ice, which I believe we are using for a music score here, yeah. uh, or, or our score, rather. So that's uh, funny that I wrote that down in advance, even before finding that out, before we can jump on the call here. And yeah, this is a great fucking game, man. I added it to my list. It's The, the controls are perfect. The player highlighting method, like, you know, like an uh, ice hockey, the original Black... Like, I like that game, too, but it's, the, the control you're controlling and shit, it's, it's kind of, you know... You can sometimes be controlling that guy before you even realize you're doing it. And it's just not very precise. With this, like they have a, a, a very smart highlighting method that allows you to very sensibly keep track of what the hell's going on with your players as well as the puck. It's just it's fucking really well done, man. Like a really, really good hockey game. It's amazing right. to me how, how much I dislike hockey as a sport and how much I enjoy hockey games. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, I've always liked hockey games. They're fun. I like hockey as a sport all right, more than you probably, but I wouldn't call myself a fan oh, i can't even begin to get into it dude um when i think of hockey games i always think of just ice hockey like i like that game a lot so like in, and that's a good game so like in my mind i don't i don't need to hear anything else so I, I never really fucked with blades of steel i don't think a little bit i'm sure but not much it's not on the list dude highly recommend you fire it up it's very huh. good very good and without a doubt maybe we'll select it at the end of this episode Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll have to design, or, or not design, but figure out, especially now that you have a new laptop, it seems much more feasible, uh, the way by which we would play head-to-head -head via the internet with these emulators, which is very possible. So the if that happens or not, who knows? Hold on to your hats slash breath, listeners. <laughs> and the next thing in the, in the magazine is Cobra Command. And... This is a Data East arcade port that I had never heard of. Jab, have you ever heard of this fucking game? <laughs> no, I've definitely... No, no. Yeah, never even fucking heard of it, let alone played it. So it's a helicopter game, helicopter flying game, that seems like it has uh, more layers to it than just a stock aerial run-and-gun shmup. And that's always welcome. Uh, a little bit of a stat-building component to it, and that's that's fun and, and, and good and gives you some depth to a game that otherwise would be boring as fuck, just shooting shit that's flying around the screen. And, yeah, it, it implies that there's, you can, both equipment and weaponry upgrading on, on the helicopter, and that there's also some hostage rescuing and data gathering to do in the gameplay. So, you're again, you're not just going through levels, you have a objective where you're saving these fucking hostages, and then you also need to get intel to apply to sorting out the narrative and getting to the game, which, again, you know way more than you would expect out of your traditional aerial shooter. So that's cool. And I did I did fire it up and it's it is. It holds true as being pretty fucking interesting, man, honestly. Nice. 
despite my aversion to this this genre. The physics are a little weird. Uh, it's going, I think they're going for kind of that unimpeded inertia that a helicopter you would think would have, you know. Uh, and it's not bad, it's just weird, and if you're going to play this game, it would take some getting used to, for sure, much like kind of Bionic commando in that, like, it just, it's a different feel of a NES game that you need to get comfortable with the physics to be any good at, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, and it's, it's yeah, it's just kind of fun gameplay. There's the little prisoners, they run up on, like, you know, you don't, uh, like, as you go through the stages, at least this is how it was in the first stage that I was playing, like, the little prisoners will run out on top of these mountains that you're flying by, and you have to, you know, you can kind of see them working their way up there, and you got to, like, swoop down and let them grab onto a rope that appears below your chopper. Mm-hmm. And they, and then once they're on the rope, you can fly away, and you see them fucking scuttle up the, the rope, and the rope goes away. It's kind of kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have both guns and missiles, a bunch of weapons, kind of... Uh, there's been other helicopter games we've looked at where like that's how you, you always get like kind of you know one that's a little more targeted towards shooting shit on the ground and then one that's a little more aerial focused uh, and this kind of does that with its missiles and and gunfire shit so yeah man there might be something here there honestly might be something here and it might be worth tinkering with uh, and and make for a game episode for sure it's not. A uh, total piece of shit at all, and there's enough depth to it that there would be something to talk about other than. And then we shot some more shit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I shot uh, shit. Oh, I only made it this far shooting shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 So the last thing after that, uh, before video shorts, is two pages on a Jalico tennis sim called Racket Attack, and I'd never heard of this. And tennis sucks. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Who has time for this shit? Yeah. So uh, I did fire it up, though, and just as uh, Jalico crushed it on the baseball sim front with bases loaded, this seems like a very solid tennis sim really? for any hardware. Like, uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to play because it's tennis, but right. the actual simulation of what playing tennis should feel like Particularly given NES's constraints, hardware-wise, it did like you know it's it's you got to throw the ball up in the air and you got to time the fucking hit of it on the serve. It's not just hit a button, hit a button, and you know don't got to pay it attention. But, you know, you, it is it requires timing, and then like you have to you run back and forth. The perspective is like behind your player, looking across the net and to the, the other player. So I guess it's the gameplay is on a Y axis. It you have to. Like where you where you hit the button, what rather where your player is in relation to the ball when you hit the racket button changes how you hit it, whether it's a forehand or a backhand. And I'm okay. impressed that I even know those terms. <laughs> there you yeah. go. You're you're yeah. on your way. <laughs> on my way. Uh, so yeah, the, you know, there's the it's it that also is not automatic. You need to how you want the ball to come off your racket is strategically. You have strategic influence over, which is more than maybe you get from just an average Nintendo game. And they also have players too, which is interesting. You can, you can, they have eight male and female players you can take control of, and they do some mild effort to differentiate them uh, with some fun names and shit. Brofsky. Yeah, I saw that one stood out to me immediately. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's interesting now. So, I would want to play it, but if you're a tennis fan, you might want to. Nice. Yeah. And after that, we get into video shorts. 
the first of these was Bubble Bobble. And I think we've, we've diddled around with talking about this game before, but it is now out and playable. And this is, do you, does it, did you, do you have a experience basis with this game? I remember playing it a little bit. I can't remember where, but I definitely had some experience playing this game. Yeah. There are 113 stages in this game, Jeff. I just, yeah, I, saw, I actually breezed over that while reading it originally, but I just saw that now. Wow. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I can't imagine doing this for 113 levels. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's exactly a, a synopsis of what playing this, this game is. Like, it's... Each, I guess just if you don't know Bubble Bobble, it's it's each game, each level is a static screen, and you control one or two very adorbs, dinosaurs blowing bubbles to capture enemies, and then you have to kind of kick them off the screen once they're uh, captured in a bubble, uh, a little a la original Mario Brothers, you know. Mm-hmm. And it is, yeah, an incredibly fun game, particularly so in co-op. I mean, uh, you can play two-player simultaneous couch co-op with this, and it's a ton of fun that way single player gets very redundant very fast uh even well even the two player does to some degree or another i mean there is variance in levels for sure and i feel like because it is initially very fun on it is a game i have i don't know if i don't think it's on my list now that i'm making but the purpose of the list being games that i'll just fire up to fuck around with like this is a game that i have in historically done that with and I feel like it's, it's like level six or seven has like this component where you, because it's one of those games where you can you can't jump. It's I think this was in Bionic Commando you described as being a, a very frustrating problem. You can't jump down. So once you jump up on a on a, on a, on a platform, is that true? You're just there. Well, it, I mean, you know, they're all they're structured. They're all very uniquely. You can structured. fall down, but exactly. So you, but you can't just go down to the thing. And yes, like part of the strategy and difficulty of the game is traversing these levels with that constraint. So you have to, while avoiding all these enemies, sometimes to if you want to work your way down, you have to put yourself at risk to accomplish. You know what I mean? Like there's that that give and take in, in the gameplay, and that is very frustrating. I feel like level six or seven around there has an aspect of the level like that that's just like fuck this and yeah. i turn up at that exact spot every single time you know so yeah that's as far as i ever get in bubble bobble even though i think it is relatively fun on the surface and would love to coach co-op coach co-op, couch co-op with someone co-op. yeah uh that's also on the uh, the nes online thing for the switch too so you can couch co-op that biatch with someone on your switch if you want to after that is mindscapes paperboy this game for whatever fucking reason, as a kid, it did nothing for me. But I absolutely love this game now. <laughs> like, as a as kid, a... it did nothing for. I was gonna say that I thought you played this game all the time. No, dude. I, I. This was you owned of... this game, right? No, I did not own this game. Oh, no. Someone did. No, I think I actually I think Ted might have it. Mm. Yeah, I think actually I think Ted does have it for sure. I was never good at it. No, no, no one. It's very hard and hard. <laughs> I tried to play it. I just couldn't. Yeah, it's it's notoriously difficult. And the NES port, and specifically, I think, uh, if my memory serves correctly, is n- renowned for being particularly clunky. Um, some of the, because you can't like, and maybe this is applicable to all versions of this. I don't have enough cross-platform experience to speak to it, but the you know, like once if you go off, the, you can only get onto the sidewalk via the periodic ramps, like maybe driveway entrances and stuff. Mm. 
you can't always so once you get off there you can sometimes be stuck and there's a lot of shit in the street and like that can kind of, it just can kind of suck uh and be unnecessarily difficult because you're you don't have a full range of motion that you know i mean uh, uh, yes it's a little harder to get up onto a curb but if you're a fucking paper boy riding your bike around all the time you, you would have figure gotten, it out you would have gotten good at being able to get off the fucking street onto the sidewalk whenever you wanted uh to some level of proficiency maybe it wouldn't be 100 percent success rate but it wouldn't be impossible. <laughs> sure, it'd slow you down or something. I mean, but like everybody fucking, I never delivered papers, and I can get onto a sidewalk from the street while parallel without any sort of transition right. on my bike. I, I always can still do it today. So why the fuck I can't paper boy? I wanted to fucking be a paper boy, dude. That was like something I yearned because like the idea of having a job was right. all like having my own money was always very appealing to me right. uh, and i and that was, it was not something we could do at that fucking 511 house dude because yeah even, like i didn't way. i didn't get a bike until basically when you were around dude they wouldn't they never bought me a bike which is weird they were pretty good about getting me toys and stuff it's not like they were so poor i mean he sold weed <laughs> right well i didn't i didn't learn living at that house i didn't learn how to ride a bike until i was like 10 or 11 right yeah so there's really nowhere to do it and then it's crazy. Once I learned how to ride a bike at ten or eleven, I was just riding my bike into town right. to go hang out. It was just fucking insane. You're like a child riding his bike middle on the school? highway. In middle school, I used to walk really all the time, all the way down that. Yeah. Oh well, I would never. I, well, a couple times I found myself walking, but that seemed excessive. I would ride my bike, but that's fucking dangerous, dude. You should not. It's funny. Yeah. I let my kid go to an airport <laughs> at six <laughs> years old, but I won't let my ten year old ride his bike. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so that was something I always wanted to do and never did. And, like, I knew I had friends that did it. Uh, I feel like maybe A.J. Kelm might have had a fucking paper out. <laughs> speaking, speaking of A.J. Kelm. The, yeah, I feel like that was something I knew people who had the option of doing in their life, and I was always so envious of it because uh, it, it seemed like a really easy way to... Tommy Carlson, I a paper too. That sounds sure. familiar, yeah. Yeah, he definitely was a paper boy for sure. I feel like he was delivering papers even once he got a car. That 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 Buick he was delivering. I remember him delivering papers in that fucking red Buick. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, anyhow, the uh, so yeah, this fucking game. It's I love it now, and 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 it's the copy for this in the magazine is fucking great, dude. It's written as a wanted ad for a paper boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Seriously. casually lists off all the absurd obstacle shit you encounter in the game as part of this hypothetical paperboy job. They even like they even covertly call breaking windows and and, and other shit of non non subscribers a plus, you right. know, uh, <laughs> just, just very well done copy wise. Very smart. And uh, yeah, awesome. The the played the game. And as always, had a fucking blast. It's, of course, on my list. Uh, I, I, I couldn't retain subscribers for shit because the game is so difficult. And, like, you always want – it's funny. They, it's exactly how a game should be. They, you know, to get the maximum points, you want the, the paper to land in the mailbox. Mm. But they always put the mailbox right next to Windows. <laughs> yeah, so the risk so, is high. Yeah, the risk is high as fuck to go for that. And, like, you could either – Go get go like slow yourself down and get as close as you possibly can to that mailbox and make it as easy as possible and they'll still fuck it up sometimes. But you can either do that and like slow down your experience of playing the game tremendously and enjoyment tremendously. And also it puts you at risk uh, with obstacles. But you can either do that or you gotta yeah, get good at timing that shit from the street slash sidewalk and letting it fly across all that 
proverbial green. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, and that's it's fucking not easy to get. And certainly not just firing up. You need like if you if you want to do it that way, you got to get into the groove of playing the game and get the timing down. So that's uh, yeah. By the time like I I I think I got to Thursday. And I had three subscribers by that time when I ran out of lives. Uh, and that was after I had went down to two and on Wednesday and done the day perfectly because I only had to hit two fucking houses. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so I went down to two before getting back up to three on Thursday when I ran out of lives. So hard. I didn't play it well, but I did play it. And it's fucking so much fun, man. It's just mm. such a great game. It's a blast. And concept for a game, too. That's like a fun. That's like a kid's like job that. You know, yeah, it works. Yeah, it translates very well. The obstacle course at the end where there's no risk and you're just kind of whipping paper. You don't have any paper limitations. Yeah, it's just fucking very well done game. Super fun. And next they do Activision's NES rendition of Ghostbusters, which is, of course, hitting just in time for Christmas, being a licensed uh, major motion picture licensed property. And we've already talked about this for the Sega Master System version, which is infinitely better than this rendition. So there's not really much to say or we'd want to say. The end sequence on the stairs in the NES version is notoriously one of the most impossible and shitty NES things ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how familiar you are with that, but it's, it's borderline fucking impossible. I prefer the uh, Atari version myself. Yeah, we talked about the dude. That's that, that, I, over the NES one? Yes, for sure. <laughs> not, not over the Sega version. Like I said, that when I experienced that Sega version for uh, a few issues of that of the Sega stuff back, like I was blown away by how much better it was than the NES version, and of course than the Atari version, just by hardware standards. But this one sucks for sure. And Tecmo Baseball is next. Uh, it didn't make it out until January of '89, though, so we'll hold off. But that's interesting that Tecmo has that cooking as well as Tecmo Bowl here shortly. And Bandai has a golf game. Challenge Pebble Beach, also not hitting until February, so hold off, but coming down the pipe. And then we get another one of those these fucking FCI titles, <laughs> uh, which we are quickly learning are just all dog shit, dude. Oh, yeah. And this one's called Dr. Chaos, and it hit in November, so it is out. I do kind of dig the box art in sure. a camp, campy way. The artwork is kind of cool. But this sent me down a serious Google rabbit hole, dude. I, the So I had a few of these... They were called Strategies for Nintendo Games, which I had to like Google around to even figure out the title. I did not remember them. But Strategies for Nintendo Games were the names of the books. And they were published by Consumer Guide, was the, the company. And they were... I, I'm almost certain that I scored them from the Scholastic Book Club, which we were texting about for one reason or another. I can't recall. Oh, those little the sports books, the Barry Sanders Yeah, books. I was digging through some old shit and I found some stuff. Right, and those are actually Scholastic brand, but these were not Scholastic brand, but they did sell them at the Scholastic Book Club. And, oh my God, yeah. So the one I had was the first one with the red cover, and they had like, I don't even know where to begin, dude. Like the artwork, like they were not licensed at all, so the artwork they used were all like really shitty, vague knockoff versions or renditions, or, or interpretations, I guess, maybe, mm-hmm. of Nintendo game characters, you know? Right. I can kind of picture them and remember it a little bit. Yeah, so, I, you know, this, this is, there'll be shit in the show notes for all this stuff, but I found, Googling around, it was, it's actually surprisingly difficult to find a full PDF of the first one, um, which was a huge bummer, but I did score, they, they did a, a few of these, and I, I did score the second one with the blue cover, which was called 
very cleverly more strategies for Nintendo games. Excellent. And that was not, yeah, that was on archive.org. That'll be in the show notes, of course. So you can get a feel for what the first one looked like just by it's very similar. And they're just other games, same exact format and everything. I found one of these and sent it to you in the mail, right? The red no. Red. You're talking about how to win in Nintendo games. Like those, oh, those I didn't, am. You're those right. Didn't have, yeah, those didn't have any pictures, and those were those little uh, – yeah, they were just paperback books, and those were also from the Scholastic Book Club, though. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they were just uh, – it, it was all written word. There were no pictures in those at all, and they were right, just right. Yes, walkthroughs and stuff, which is – also those are also cool. <clears throat> but, of course, these, this, these had screenshots and stuff, too. And also, it was like I said, it was inter- – they, they were shitty versions, but it was just interesting, the artwork – you know as a kid i don't know it's just interesting you know you can't get enough nintendo content even if it's bad so <laughs> right there was artwork in these and that was cool but so i found this three minute documentary on uh, a rather cool website actually called defunctgames.com about how these came to be and they were basically it was like a whole it was like a crazy business idea even in that they were passing off what were essentially shitty ripoffs of game pro what they came up with that was unique because they were they didn't have the access to traditional publishing channels to get them on newsstands. Uh, plus, they didn't want to deal with the expenditure of having to do that. So they came up with, to their credit, the idea of they be they were aware of one way or another of these scholastic book clubs and found a way to create a relationship with whoever fills out those catalogs with product. And got in those and did incredibly well, hmm. which is obviously I had all of them. <laughs> right, right. So they were correct, you know. But it's, yeah, it's like a really interesting three-minute short, you know. So not much out of your life, unlike this episode of this podcast. So, <laughs> so uh, that'll be the show notes. And yeah, really interesting watch. Uh, highly recommend. Um, anyways, so I have a vague memory of burning a rental opportunity on this fucking game, Doctor Chaos, as a kid, and it was because of this game being in the first one of those books right it had, it had a feature on dr chaos here and i was like oh that looks kind of interesting and uh it fucking awful 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 game fuck fci basically <laughs> is this is it trying to be like um like shadowgate uh there are things yeah you have like kind of those some first per you go into rooms and it has kind of that first person thing uh but no, it, it's mostly a side-scrolling action platform. Okay. I uh, saw, I saw like that those menus like open and get and hit and right, shit. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah that seems like yeah, yeah. The Shadowgate, or even maybe even a better comparison would be the insides of the cabins for Friday the Thirteenth. You know. Okay. Right. Right. Gotcha. A more stripped down. Those are both this and the Friday the Thirteenth examples are much are infinitely stripped down versions of the Shadowgate format. The right. Mac format you know so yeah mostly a shitty action platformer though i uh i was playing shadowgate oh god it was probably like five years ago like i had the emulator on my xbox and i was like oh I'm, i think i was hanging out with ac and i was like oh i'm about to play this old game like he's played all the time and i played you know i got like a certain distance and then i opened up a fucking coffin and it had like this green goo in it and you just couldn't ever cross it yeah, once you and open that was it, yeah. it, dude. Like, yeah. the, the, it, but there was no explanation. Like, okay, the game's over now. It was just like, all right, you can walk around, but you're not ever gonna beat the game. <laughs> and I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, get, fuck it then. Can't get through. Yeah, dude. There's, there's it. That game, without a doubt, has uh, mercilessness to it. Yeah, dead ends. Yeah, you can fuck yourself for sure. That. Uh, though, if you actually die, it spins you back to a safe place. 
right. if you'd have, if you'd have walked into the goo and died. I think I might have walked into it and died and been like, well, then fuck it. Right. I, I I don't know how it ended, but I know that it did end there. That game was great, dude. I remember beating that game over at your aunt's house. I had my Aunt Judy's, right? Yep. That's actually where I picture it, yeah. Yeah. Back, Back in, in that room. Yep. <laughs> with the nightlight, yeah, yeah. Yep, might have might have been the same visit with the, where we watched Pet Cemetery, and, Ooh, that and, I ruined, that and ruined my childhood psyche. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you weren't allowed to. That's yeah, so weird. The anyhow, fucking uh, back to this uh, magazine. The Tecmo Bowl is up next, and the it is unfortunately still not out yet. They just keep tantalizing us with us, still fucking with us. <laughs> it's really too bad because when it gets out, wow, what a good game! Yeah, it doesn't come out till February, right for the Super Bowl, which doesn't seem like the best timing uh, to me. Like after that, like now they just hadn't figured it out yet. They hadn't figured like. Madden now comes out as the season starts, you know? Right. So I guess I'm looking at it with that hindsight to some degree. But Sunsoft, uh, of course, got Platoon out for Christmas, another movie, major motion picture property. Uh, and it's Sunsoft, so you fucking, you'd think it'd be pretty good. But this fucking game, dude, is just awful. <laughs> yes, it is notoriously awful shitty controls. Okay. Incredibly fucking difficult. I remember playing it as a kid and I'm absolutely sure I never got out of the first stage mm. in the in in the jungle. And I fired it up anyways. And you know, the title screen is cool. It's like a black and white deal with silhouettes of soldiers above the platoon logo. Music's sunsofts is of course good. And then you hit start, and the instant the game started. After I hit, like, literally, it, you, you hit start off the title screen, and you get a, a black screen with the text, hit the fire button to start. So, like, that alone is weird, that you hit start, and it, like, doesn't start. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's not actually it. Right, it gives you this thing that, like, I don't know, it's almost telling you, like, pay attention to some degree, but you don't, it's not clear enough. It should say, look out. Shit's about to get real, real fast. <laughs> but it does not say that. It just says, a screen comes up that says, uh, hit the fire button to start. And then you hit the fire button, of course. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start. I need to get my bearings, look around, find out where I'm at, what I got to do. It's not like it gave me, not, it's not like it told you, like, here's your mission. You're going to go to the jungle. You got to accomplish this fucking thing. Like, you know, watch out for fucking assholes and foxholes or whatever. Like, it doesn't, you know, it <laughs> whatever it is, you got to watch out yeah, for. Yeah, it doesn't give you, it doesn't give you that level of, of prefacing. It just, hit the fire button to start. And then when you do that, I did that rather a guy immediately dude. And like, I am not exaggerating what so fucking ever a guy immediately dropped on me from above and killed me in one hit. Uh. (laughs) No bullshit, dude. Like it's just, Oh my God. It's just so fucking unreasonably bad. Like you just, it's constantly dying guys drop on your fucking head with no warning whatsoever. It just it sucks, dude. It's, oh, right. it's such a bad fucking game. So fucking bad. And so I think we talked about it in the preview when we saw this coming down the pipe. Like Platoon, great fucking movie. It should have been a great game. Uh, I so, uh, I think I remember it's playable. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like you know, sometimes shooters they don't have to be that complicated. You know, like the format's already there. That you just got to well, do it. It's not just a shooter. I mean, there is you are you are trying to accomplish things. It's like it has a mission, and you're not just running and gunning. But... Sure, but what I mean is like, I mean, what you described as an issue with the shooting aspect of the game, and it's like, damn, dude, it doesn't have to be that fucking complicated. Yeah, for you sure. know, to design. Other people do it, and you, you did not. No. I think I remember playing this game. 
over at drumroll AJ Kelms. I think he had it too. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I think they had it. Yeah. Like somehow I remember seeing this game over there for whatever reason. You know, it's amazing how much AJ Kelm plays a role in our lives. Like we gotta get him talking about this. We gotta get. We cannot stop talking about it. I told you that I bumped into him randomly in my adult life. Did I ever tell you that? I, 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 had to, I had to have told you this. The is I my one of my freshman roommates was. Good luck editing this fucking thing when we're done. <laughs> One of my freshman roommates was from Vermilion and knew him. And we would like, you know, the second he told me he was from Vermilion, I was like, oh, it's funny. Like even back, I didn't, I hadn't psychoanalyzed it enough to think about it the way we think about it now, but like, or just now like psychoanalyzed enough to think about it that way. But like, you know, someone tells me they're from Vermilion, AJ Kelm's what I thought of. So like, sure. we, we, we had, uh, we had like broached the topic that we knew AJ Kelm mutually uh, prior to this occurring, but. This actually happened my sophomore year. We were this kid and I were freshman roommates. Might have been junior even because it was after we moved out together. We lived together my sophomore year in an apartment too. Me and this dude and, and another one of my freshman roommates. And then yeah, so it must have been my junior year. So I you know we're talking age twenty here, and I hadn't seen them since I don't know I was like fucking ten or something. And I showed up at this kid's house for like a gathering, and for some reason I don't know if AJ was down in Columbus to see a band. I feel like, and he happened to be like just sitting there. And fucking, huh. like, I walked into his, I didn't recognize him, but, like, you know, he, there's some people over this dude's apartment, my buddy, I walk in, we're, like, hanging out and fucking just shooting the shit, and he says his name is AJ, and I'm like, AJ? Kelm? Right. <laughs> like, holy shit, and it would, dude, it was, like, I feel like that's all we interacted, it's so fucking weird, huh. such a weird memory, like, we did not, there was no, like. Did you introduce yourself? I think so. Yeah, I'm almost certain, yes. I mean, I don't, it's, you know, I was probably absolutely annihilated. It's funny, I have a really weird memory later on that night, very visceral. <laughs> but I don't remember this with any level of complexity. Huh. And yeah, like we like, did not, not anywhere near the amount of interaction that we should have had, given all the things that you and I even have talked about, let alone other shit that happened between, you know, playing with that kid all the fucking time as, as, as a small child. Like, it's crazy that we did not, like, reminisce more than we than I recall us doing, you know. Right. Yeah, you would think like, hey, remember all those times we played Platoon? Yeah, <laughs> or Blade hey, Steel. Yeah. Remember yeah. your fucking ass kicked <laughs> twice in about one second. <laughs> really, really weird memory. Like really weird memory. Oh, huh, that's strange. Yeah, very strange. Uh the last thing in video shorts is Hudson Soft's Mylon Secret Castle, which hit back in September, so it's out, and I dabbled casually a time or two as a kid with this, I believe, but there's literally no endearing nostalgia for it whatsoever. I tried it again, and not much going on here that was cool, it was just a very cutesy, again, that kind of, whenever I want to use that word, it kind of doesn't turn me on very much about a game. A cutesy stock NES action platformer, so. Right. That's Mylon Secret Castle, unless you got some shit to say about that. And that was the Paperboy game theme uh, bringing us back to keep going on this uh, seven-hour A.J. Kelm story. <laughs> epic uh, opus. A.J. Kelm opus. Yeah, the A.J. Kelm opus. 
Right. The pack watch kicks off Act 3 of the issue, and this is previews and shit. And they start off with football, football, football. <laughs> and uh, they got two shitty games here they've already teased, LJN's NFL football and John Elway's quarterback. They also have an SNK title I've never heard of, Jab. Touchdown Fever. Have you ever heard of this as a Nintendo game? No. Right. Touchdown yeah, Fever. Yeah. Can't wait Why to see, did I not see this. I don't know. As in the game or this like part in of the, the magazine? I didn't see uh, it. It's very small. All the pack watch stuff is very small. Yeah, maybe I missed it. Anyways, uh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I, it, I can't wait to see how shitty it is. The I, unless it maybe never made it out, which is possibly why we've never heard of it. Right. But after that, we get Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde dangled in front of us. And what do you know about that game, Jab? Nothing. Okay. It is considered one of the biggest dumpster fires on the system. Really. Yes, it is really. It does get released, and it's maybe it might be the most famous and well-known angry video game nerd. Uh, there is episode. There is, and really? it is. I, yeah, I'm familiar with that. I I just never I never seen that one, huh? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, most of those are you know the avian. The, the, you know, it's it's uh, senseless vitriol. It's like not really. Most of them are not. It's they're right, unwarranted. It's entertainment value. Exactly. They're unwarranted. The level of uh, shittiness that they imply the games have. This one uh, is not unwarranted. It is totally <laughs> shitty, and it is. <laughs> it's it is that it, bad. Yeah, it is very. His his anger towards it is very entertaining, and it it, it is like a very implausibly and poorly designed game for sure. So. That will be fun when we can actually play it because none of these are out yet. But the WWF action next with WrestleMania after that. And look how fucking awful that Hulk Hogan looks. Dude. It's really <laughs> like, bad. Yeah, like really, really bad. But the funny thing is that was cutting edge as fuck. I was going to say there's only <laughs> so much they can do. Yeah, with Nintendo artwork for sure. I feel like I might have beaten this game. I'm sure we, I can't fathom. Like I, We definitely played that game. Yeah, I definitely – I think I beat it in um... – in, in this fucking, uh, what are places called that you live at? Apartments. Um, <laughs> there, there was an apartment that my dad and his uh, soon-to-be second wife had in uh, Huron that I would go to in the weekends when I was like six years old. And I think I played and beat this game as Hulk Hogan, and I wanted to trace the uh, screen, like congratulating me for winning the championship. <laughs> And I wanted to trace it with paper and pencil, and my, uh, who would soon be my stepbrother, uh, Jason, he was older than me, uh, he turned it off and would not tolerate me bothering the TV. So your older, all your older stepbrothers are pricks, huh? I had only older step siblings, and they all sucked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this, uh, this was, it was a pretty good game when it finally did make it out. The, uh, they have like the, they show the, the characters in the game. Uh, one of them is Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Jab. Bam yeah. Bam Bigelow. No longer don't with me. Don't get me started on wrestlers, dude. They're all dead. <laughs> a lot of them are. Like, they, they lived hard and fast lives, and a lot of them did not make it very far. Do you know how Bam Bam Bigelow died, Jab? Ooh, I don't. Cocaine and anti-anxiety drug OD cocktail in 2007 at age 45. And it, drumroll, happened in Florida, of course. <laughs> I should say, I didn't know, but I could have guessed. Yeah, I could have guessed. Orlando. Cocaine was involved? No way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude, yeah, they all live very hard. Dude, I, uh, 
I went to I had a I had a film play at Slam Dance in 2015, mm-hmm. and it was the same year. And I actually highly recommend this documentary, the the um, Jake the Snake documentary. And is he in here? Do they have? Jake? Oh, I, I I don't think he's in this, but I've seen I've seen that Jake the Snake documentary. Okay, it's great. Yeah, it's it has fucking him. insane. It's really crazy. And uh, Razor Ramon is, is big as Scott. What's his name? Scott something or other. Uh, yeah, he's the, alive though still. Yeah, they're both they're both still alive. Well, yeah, I don't know. tragically, yeah, fucking poor Jake the Snake can't get out of here when everybody else is. <laughs> yeah, he's it's amazing how much he reminds me of MIKE. By the way, yeah, yeah, there's some parallels there. Sure, he's got a really good interview on I think it's the Joe Rogan podcast. I believe I think we talked about this. We're doing Mike Tyson's research because that's how I landed on that interview. But yeah, Jake the Snake has a fantastic Joe Rogan interview. I can't I can't recommend enough. Anyhow, dialing back to the Jake the Snake documentary. Uh, that play that premiered at Slamdance when Body premiered at Slamdance 2015. So they Jake the Snake and Scott, whatever his name is, Razor Ramon were there. I met them, and I was with my buddy Shawnee, who was a huge wrestling fan. Even today, he's the one who hosted that party that I went over and watched the last WrestleMania at. He he was with me. Uh, we were there together, and he was so excited. He got he, sure. he got he got him to sign a poster. He was so. <laughs> So excited, dude! And like he didn't know that was you know it's not like he did the research in advance. So when we got there and that was the case, that was that was happening. He was that was so the mission, ex- right? Yeah, he was so excited. Whatever we it. came here for, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, they were there. You got to meet him. He was so he was so excited about. It. He probably he probably has a picture. I would, it would be funny to look at it, but it's on the internet. But show notes. Yeah, so because that's, yeah. people want us read more about these things that aren't video games after we've been talking to them for four hours about probably, not video games. Yeah, that's probably the main thing that people enjoy about this, as opposed to our poor, poorly informed and non-expertise video game analyses. <laughs> I, I, I hope they find something they like because I'm not great at talking about video games. Uh, so Packwatch rounds out. Packwatch rounds out with some power pad action. PC port of California games. Ultra Skater Die. Awesome Taito arcade port Operation Wolf, and two, count them, two, Mad Magazine Brain Children, Spy vs. Spy, and Spy vs. Spy, The Island Caper. And I never knew they released two of those Spy vs. Spy games, or planned to anyhow. Time will tell if the second actually made it out. But the first one was a really interesting versus co-op game. Or not, it wasn't co-op, it was head-to-head. But I always uh, wanted to like that game a lot. You like hid stuff, and you could like you hide traps, and like you're trying yeah, to find... Yeah, it was a fun, I remember being a fun game, yeah. yeah. Even though it happens on the same screen, so the idea of hiding things is kind of interesting on the same screen, but <laughs> uh, it's still sure, kind of, but <laughs> if, if you could play honestly, it is still kind of fun. Right. Yeah. But they, kids are not going to play honestly. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, they they also introduce something they're calling the NES Planner, which is a list of upcoming, albeit surely tentative, release dates, uh, and that that's pretty cool. And guess what? Zelda Two is in December. Very limited quantities. Yep. Very limited quantities is an asterisk. First thing I noticed too, I was like, "You motherfuckers!" Yeah, I just can't get it right. Can't get it right. I'm begging to buy this game, and you won't let me. Yeah. We then get the promise on the cover of a video superhero fiction feature after Packwatch here and Captain Nintendo. That's what this is called. Oh, I actually remember making the choice to skip over this. Really? I I very badly wanted to read this. Oh, okay. Tell me about it then, because I don't fucking know. Yeah, they they kick it off talking about microchips. And I thought for sure that they were going to work in some excuse about Zelda 2. 
<laughs> the chip Why shortage. wouldn't they? It's perfect. Right. I was almost certain they were going to, but thankfully I was wrong. They did not do that. It was it was just part of the setup. Like the the whole like the, the Captain Nintendo becomes empowered because they bring in some fucking radioactive or super somehow they have some sort of something going on with them chips into a lab that he works at and they explode and da da da. He becomes fucking empowered. Super these, Nintendo man. Yeah, video game fucking things. And this he is got uh, hit by a radioactive Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Might as well. It, it, honestly, it's not fucking the worst writing for a kid's mag, I guess, as far as it goes. Yeah, the the idea for it was conceived by one of the editors of Nintendo Power, Randy Stuttered is his name, and it was eventually turned into a Saturday morning cartoon on NBC, as well as a comic book series that Valiant Comics published and handled. And I bet Randy got fucked real hard on the residual income from his idea. <laughs> <laughs> probably not happy with that decision. Yeah, probably fucking saw zero dollars in advance uh, in addition to his likely not great Nintendo Power editor salary. Which is a bummer for Randy. Sure. The story world uh, would use a number of Nintendo game property protagonists and antagonists, Link and Zelda, Mother Brain, Ganon, are all mentioned in this in this first installment. And like any corporately manufactured story, this initial installment is all exposition and basically ends where a good writer would have started the story. <laughs> uh, on ba- like it's basically the inciting incident is where you know a good story starts, and uh, this is doesn't this ends on that. So. It, be- yeah. it ends with him like becoming the superhero, or what? You no, know, he becomes the superhero, but that's like that's the backstory, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives you that exposition is what this whole thing about, and then it basically ends on him walking out into the hall and finding his friend that they didn't know what happened to him or where he went out in the hallway, being attacked by Ganon. Uh-huh. And he's going to have to use his newfound superpowers for the first time, you know. Gotcha. Which, yeah, should have been well, where it the next The next uh, fucking issue. We'll, we'll have, yes, um, um, some actual action, sure. So that's fucking that. And then we get into the Nintendo really has the Yuletide spirit going on here in 88. And uh, we get five pages of holiday giveaways, <clears throat> giveaway contests, rather, in, in, in uh, coming up next year. And it's over 600 prizes. Yeah, that's total. actually not a joke. Yeah, they're giving, away, they're giving away some serious shit here. The top prize is a trip for four to Disneyland, which I'm a terrible human being because the second I read that, the first thing that popped into my twisted-ass mind was <laughs> seeing this as how, or rather, I would love to see how funny it would be a, a family of five winning this, right? Mm. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and not being I I would want that family to not be financially well off enough to foot the bill for the fifth family member. Right. And then one of them having to just stay home. Like, that's the story that plays out in my twisted little mind. Sure. The second second I read that, (laughs) Uh, which is, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, That's I was going to say, like, oh, they would probably just like arrange for it. But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like he wants to play with us a little bit. Like. (laughs) Yeah, to make it fun, yeah. right, right. You you would hope Nintendo would, but I don't know, man. There's a budget. <laughs> right, I'm sure they like, but they would like, like you said, you could pay. You could just make like an accommodation, like, yeah, and if you got a fifth, like we've made arrangements for that, but you have to pay for it. Right, but if, that's what I'm saying. Like you want, I want a really poor family. To In win. your world, no, we have five people, but only four <laughs> are go. <laughs> the strongest will go. Yeah. 
not only not only can they not go, you have to sacrifice that fifth family member to the, the fucking Nintendo gods. Drop them. <laughs> it's a drop them into the volcano. <laughs> drop them into the radioactive Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they got uh, Sunsoft to bite really hard on this fucking giveaway thing. There's 50 copies each of Blaster Master Platoon. Those poor bastards who ever got 50 copies of that, or the, the 50 human beings who got copies of that. Actually, one person probably got 50 copies. <laughs> Just fucking give them all to him, dude. I don't care. Xenophobe, Freedom Force, and Spy Hunter were the other, were the other all five of those. So 250 copies, uh, uh, or rather Sunsoft games, were donated to this little fucking giveaway. Or maybe they, they probably even paid to have that, give them away free. You know, Actually, to have yeah, this advertising placement. But... They're also giving away 10 copies of Zelda 2 in here. What oh, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> you guys, How you have to give away that which doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah, you have 10 copies to give away and you don't you're supposedly have a shortage. Fucked up. Not very short, apparently. Not not very short. And they have over 250 other third part, party titles being given away also. So yeah, they were giving away some serious shits and they, you know that it's actually the, the Adventure of Link copies are coming away are given being given away and like this is actually probably the most fantastic of all the things in here. It is a set, 10 sets. Of I was going to say, yeah. Mario 2, Adventure of Link 2, both their main franchises, the second, the new game for both of those, and then also an NES Advantage. Like, that That's is insane. a insane package, yeah. Right. That's hot. Also, that, that is Rampage is hot. Yeah. That way, too, yeah. We'll, 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 uh, oh, did we already, I think we already got talked about it, how that game is too many levels, and it's kind of repetitive, even as much fun as it is. Yeah, it's fun, but what the fuck. Yeah, a bunch of you know, some other shit in there, but yeah, the, the 175 winners, 80 winners, like uh, Konami's giving away a bunch of shit there. Um, yeah, just copies of Metal Gears, you know, a lot of shit, a ton of shit, uh, and I wonder if any of it or if all of it actually did get given away. I would that like many, to think it did, but I like to think that many kids, like actually 600 human beings, just had free sh- Nintendo shit show up. That's pretty a pretty cool and warm thought. <laughs> yeah, I sure hope so because that that would. Warm my cold heart. <laughs> so after the giveaway bullshit here, we get NES Journal, and this is like a, a shitty version of this. Like usually they have like weird stories of things happening. And this is kind of a boring one. The there's a whole page about an amusement park with the main attraction of a maze. They're trying to pitch like a real life video game kind of, and I, I have to think this is a paid advertising. I, I've also found an LA Times article from around the same time uh, that they were. It was almost like the same exact copy. So, like, I'm thinking they were just paying for publicists to place these things in places that they thought could possibly funnel visitors to the park, you know? Right. So, it kind of sucks to me uh, that it's not re- any sort of editorial integrity. <laughs> you know, right. Well, that's definitely, I mean, everything all... devolves to that eventually. So, yeah. But at least disguise it better. They I was gonna say, apparently it only took three issues here. To totally sell out. Yeah, they, they so after that they 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 profile an RBI baseball tournament of epic and international proportions. This was kind of fun. Um, little thing here. So Yash yeah, Yasuhisa, probably fucking that up. Saruta, also probably fucking that up. Yasu Yasuhisa Saruta of Japan pasted Mike Klug, the winner of a tournament in Lakewood, California. Six runs to two, and per, and forever proved Japan's genetic dominance over the vermin populated in the United States of America. So it was basically it was a tournament. They did they did individual tournaments in California, and then one in Japan, and the winners of those tournaments, oh, okay, met head to head in 
they must have done the Japanese one first because the, the, the Yasuhisa was at the one in it was Lakewood, California is where it took place and was there to play the winner of that California tournament. So they did like this international tournament. Like that's that's like if you think about it, like that's a lot. They they were they were actually older kids. They both were like sixteen or seventeen, I think. So they weren't super young. But the idea should they have been super young or younger rather? It's a lot of pressure, like international pressure. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you're you're playing for America. I want you to win. Right. Yeah. So like, that's, let's that's, go, buddy. That's a, that's a lot of I know, a lot of responsibility to put on, put on a kid's shoulders. Yeah. Well, life's not fair. Grow up. I, life isn't fair. Celebrity profile is on Jay Leno pre car. Pre-Johnny Carson Tonight Show succession. And I don't know how you feel about Jay Leno, but I think he's quite possibly the least funny stand-up comedian I've ever heard tell jokes. I don't know if you've ever heard his stand-up. It's very – he's very – which is why he got the job on a network television show to run a fucking uh, daily variety show like that is because he is one of those, like, clean comics that, you know, his jokes are just, like, family-friendly and, like, fuck you. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's the, I never liked Jay Leno. Didn't care yeah. for him. Not funny. And he likes cars, and I'm not a car guy. Like, I yeah, actually so kind of disdain cars. Actually, I, didn't, I didn't realize. He has some reasonable justification for this that actually made that aspect of him. Because he like, he's like a indulgent car collector. He's like uh, known for having splurged excessively with his millions on just senseless car purchases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess he used to be a mechanic. Like his, oh, okay. Like his shitty day job before he hit it in entertainment. As a as a comedian, was working as a mechanic, so he ah. is actually a gearhead, you know. Gotcha. That so, makes more sense. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I still it, don't like cars, though. I still don't like cars, and I still don't like him. But that made me dislike him maybe a little less. Sure. Yeah. After that, there is a full page contest <clears throat> contest ad in here. Another contest, but not just a giveaway, where they implore kids to submit video game ideas. And immediately, I was like. Kind of squinting at this and a little like, mm, what's up I'm with a, this? I'm suspicious already, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it is just legalese that most any contest maybe has. But item six of the contest rules, which is titled Public Disclosure, unequivocally states that the entry ideas become public domain upon submission and that Nintendo has the full right to steal the idea for game development as well as use the creator's likeness and idea for marketing purposes in perpetuity without any compensation whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> God wow. damn. Yes. What a terrible, terrible fucking world we live in. Oh, that, man. <laughs> that, that they are basically having, you know, and like, like I said, that it is... You know, when I submit an idea, like I have a TV show that I'm trying to fucking make happen out here, a TV show idea, and when you submit it to uh, any sort of person who can make it happen for you, you know, if you're not going to go out and get it self-financed and, and distribute it yourself, if, you, if you're going to partner with a production company, submitting ideas to them, you have to usually, in most cases, sign some sort of something that says they very well may have similar, maybe even identical ideas in development. And you have no counterclaim rights to anything you submit them if you want to submit this to them. Like, like you don't have to submit it to them if you don't want to. Right. If you want their help, you have to give up that right. And, you know, that's possible. So, oh that's my God, of... we were working on the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a caveat to any sort of 
submission idea submission thing like companies always have this cover their ass language Mm -hmm. in place before they'll let just random human beings submit ideas because motherfuckers do just try to sue people you know like that is a very real thing yeah we are a litigious society without a doubt so there's some level of reason to this and any lawyer is going to borderline force you as a company to do this if you're going to stay hold some sort of contest like this but it's still just the idea is very grimy and sucks (laughs) yeah i I mean like also like when you said like i didn't read the uh the disclosures there but when you said that i was like oh so section six is the point yeah (laughs) that's the point of all this yeah yep 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 so that's fucked up moving on to the mailbox we get the first letter, uh, this is pretty uh, another fun mailbox thing. They, the first letter in the mailbox has Nintendo stating that experts have confirmed that playing Nintendo both improves hand-eye coordination and improves self-esteem, okay. which sounds like statements that should be accompanied by reputable medical citations. <laughs> right. Like I, I take it there are peer-reviewed uh, articles that you've produced on this and you can provide for us to see uh, this proof. If there are, they're not cited in this letter here. And I, uh, I, I don't see the uh, bibliography here. I'm scrolling, right. not seeing it. Yeah. So nice flex, Nintendo. But, but having said that, I, actually, me and my buddies were just talking about this, um, and I feel like playing video games absolutely did, as a child, improve my hand-eye coordination and dexterity. I agree with that. Self-esteem is a little strong for me. Well, I left that out for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a little. <laughs> I think that's a little hard to to quantify and certify, but. Whatever. Uh, another letter sent by some psychopaths <laughs> that drove all over their state looking for ice hockey, ice hockey copies to no avail. Yeah. So they tracked one down in Chicago via phone, flew there to pick it up. I mean. I mean. And then flew to Calgary to get a control deck because the place in Chicago was out of systems. So the total acquisition cost of this warpath, our acquisition warpath cost was $2,249.82, which, yes, Jab, I did do the inflation math. And in 2019 dollars, that's $4,871.31 that these fucking idiots spent Getting being able to play ice hockey because that's the whole setup. They're sitting at home watching the Stanley Cup Finals, and they found out while doing that that ice hockey existed, and they they immediately, as a group, needed to have this at their disposal, and then yes, just went on this five thousand dollar war path to acquire it, uh, which is I mean, rich cunts. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. like they, you know what one of their hobbies must be traveling. <laughs> Sure. And like, if you seriously, like, I saw this and I was, I didn't do the math or anything, but I, you know, two thousand dollars is always even, a lot yeah. Of money. yeah, without even doing, yeah, exactly, without even doing the. You don't need to, problem. right? And I knew that it was like double or something, and uh, oh my god, like if you have that much money, honestly, fuck you. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm sorry, but fuck you. Yeah. I just don't like you. <laughs> yeah. For that, I mean, yeah, I don't, and I don't know, man. I, like I'm. I'm pissing away a bunch of money to go watch Bill's games. Like some people would probably say that's stupid too, but I don't know. Five grand on getting on a fucking Nintendo game. Like, and honestly, the thing, the thing, honestly, I guess maybe what bothers me most about it is that it's lazy. Right, and, because with actually a little bit of like concerted effort, you could have accomplished the same thing for almost free. 
or not yeah maybe not free but far less there's a, far there's a, less. yeah more research it, it, if it mattered more to you not to spend that much you would have spent you know money time quality paradigm like you only have one of those th- you have or you only ha- you can only accomplish yeah you can you can only focus on two of them you're as you focus on two of them one of them goes away so if money is one of your things you're losing time or, or effort or, or rather quality <laughs> right. you know? and quality is kind of out of the thing you want 100 percent of quality in this so you're going you're deciding between time and money in, right. this, in this case and uh fucking yeah they clearly did not give a shit about the money one <laughs> I, like i also like like i said i read it and i was like okay they probably made that up but like let's say they didn't that's fucking insane behavior um so yeah i think making it up is more insane to write a letter on that entire crust. I was thinking that maybe Nintendo wrote, made the whole thing up. That like that not all of these letters are actually... We've talked about that, and I don't disagree right. that's possible, but I feel if they wrote... that's This is a nice piece of creative writing. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I honestly, for whatever reason, like, I believe this. Yeah, like, it, it's just me. It's, it's too... I mean, it's too something, too too stupid and too specific right. uh, to be conceived as. An and also, like, idea. why? Like for Nintendo, like why? Yeah, how can it be? You know, like it's not even like it's a particularly good piece of advertising. <laughs> like, or they're just like trying to like, okay, we got fucking eleven copies of Ice Hockey, we got to sell somehow. We'll make up this dumb story and sell them. Like it, that's not how it works. So, um, yeah, fuck this letter, man. Yeah, fuck that letter. Fuck letters, period. Moving on. NES Achievers, high scores, who cares? The My favorite power player spotlight this month is Sean Wilson of Hercules, California. He starts his letter telling us how he likes to draw and play piano, but quickly says that's enough about him and wants to transition to talking Nintendo. So then he proceeds to continue talking about himself just within the context of playing Nintendo games. <laughs> <laughs> Which I enjoyed. I don't know. I enjoyed a great deal. That's enough about me, but more about me. <laughs> more about me, right? And specifically about video games. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty fun. I don't know if you fucking read any of these, but that was for me the best one. I read some of them. I don't think I read that one. I think I was the, skimming at this point. I like the. I like the, the the the. I don't know why he's the one that's called profile, but the power player profile one is also kind of funny. Like he, he's a funny looking kid. He's like older too. Like it's you know, it's one thing to to be one of these people at age eight. It's another to be fifteen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's now it's different, buddy. Now yeah. it's different, Ron. Yeah, stakes are different, Ron. <laughs> yeah, you should be out like, fuck. I don't even know. What if it smoking cigarettes or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking stealing forties or something. I don't right. know. Right. <laughs> Doing something there in this. Uh, right, and you can be playing the games. Obviously, you can play the games. That's fine, but don't yeah. write into the fucking magazine. Yeah. Be be way too cool in your own mind to be sending Nintendo a letter. <laughs> yeah, especially back in the 80s before playing video games was cool. We can almost get away with that now, but back then, you know you were fucking, you, you were not doing this right. Yeah. Uh, so the top 30 is up after that, and it looks much less full of shit this month. I liked this top 30. I liked this top 30. Yeah, um, all games that you recognize and like mostly believe that should be there. Sure, and like, not only because, but it helps. Metal Gear came out of nowhere and landed at three here. It wasn't yeah. even in the last top 30, if you recall. Mm-hmm. And well, it's actually, they tell you for sure because they color code them now. And uh, the red ones mean it's their first time in the, in, the, in the list. So it is for sure was not there last 
last month or last two months, last issue, and that's cool that it jumped all the way to three from nowhere. Um, wonder I would love to you know, again, just there's no way to analyze that data and 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 know those findings, but I wonder how that came to be. Like, did it did Ultra do some marketing? Like, what what happened right. that made it more on the radar? Uh, because it's been out for a while. It's not like it just hit or anything. It's been out for a while now. So right. Having said that, how the fuck did Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link get to eight? It was already in. That was in the last list. So yeah, I know. Surprise, but why are we doing this? It didn't surprise me at all. If that was the case, especially with it now coming out. So they want them. You know, they only have a few copies, but they want them all to fly off the shelves for sure. So, um, yeah, that didn't surprise me at all. But the top five rounds out. It's Legend of Zelda, number one. Metroid Two. Metal Gear's at three, as we already said. Punch Out's at four. Gauntlet at five, and I can live with all that uh, yeah. with no with no trouble at all. And Kick Kid the made the other thing I noticed that was worth mentioning was Kid Icarus is finally fucking off a little. It's down to ten. Mm-hmm. Not far uh, enough, but it's fucking not, going. Not far enough. It's, it's fucking at least not in the top five. Pushing games like fucking Mike Tyson's Punch Out and Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? This is not even the same universe, dude. What are you <laughs> yeah, get a fucking grip. Uh, and that pretty much wraps it up for me, man. The the back cover was kind of cool. If I don't know if you had anything to say about any of the shit in between now and then, but like I said, I was skimming at that point. Yeah, I mean, even yeah, even Howard's letter didn't make. He's just like kind of happy about his fucking wish Nintendo wish list issue uh, or wish book rather issue. Uh, the the back cover was kind of cool. I kind of like the artwork on the back cover. It was very. Um, it's basically it's like a late '80s Photoshop job of. It's a bunch of NES shit, gifts, in the reflection on a on a X on a Christmas tree bulb. Right. <laughs> on Xmas tree bulb. I, I I do that all the time. Whenever I write it, I always say it that way, even though that's insane. That <laughs> uh, is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it just looks cool. Like they did a, they did a good job with the '80s Photoshop because yeah, even it's not even like they do a good job of where the reflection like it's not doesn't take up the whole bulb it's like it's it's within the realistic shadow of the reflect you know it's just it's very well done it's a yeah very, the range is appropriate yep and yeah it's even like uh the way it would map onto a globe you know mm-hmm. the, the yeah image, it, it bends a little bit yeah sorted appropriately to match what that would be and that that's uh very nice probably insanely difficult accomplishment. I was going <laughs> to say, somebody probably spent 90 hours on that <laughs> in fucking 89. Yep. Yep. Feliz Navidad! That is Legacy of the Wizard, the shop theme. Uh, that gets us into the last section, the game selection section. Is that what we're calling it? Game, yeah, sure. Game selection, game nominations. Let's what the fuck? The what the it. fuck we're? What the fuck we're playing next? Hey, we should have it. We should. We should. We should put that in our subreddit too. Let the let the, let the people who let, don't listen to this podcast decide that for us. Yeah, let the, the people show us how terrible of an idea democracy or, is. Or just like Nintendo, make them sign uh, the rights to their ideas away. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You oh, exactly. Yeah. We'll just copy and paste that. Right. 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 What are your nominations, Jeff? Um. Do you just want me to rifle them off? I don't know. You can you can work your way through them. You can rifle them off. However, you feel they are would be best presented. Well, these ones. This was a tricky one actually because it it gave us a lot of games that 
I feel like were clearly not good or like things I just didn't want to do. And then also a lot of some RPGs. Right. Yeah. I struggled a little bit coming up with three that I thought fit appropriately as well. Right. So and my three, um, Nicky Mouse, Mouse Capade was one because I like that game. Um, though I've not actually ever really truly explored it. Um, Blades of Steel, because why not? And um, because we could get AJ Kelman with us. <laughs> true, yeah, for the uh, for a guest episode. And then, um, although I didn't like, I, I, again, this is kind of due to lack of selections here. I I also picked Cobra Command because it looked like it had some depth to it. Mm. But I have to, I have to say that I didn't feel particularly enamored with the game itself. Mm. But like I knew that I didn't want to play fucking. Ghostbusters or Milan Secret Castle anticipation. I'd rather fucking I'll quit if you <laughs> just so you know I will fucking quit. I'll tell you I think I think you'd be surprised I think how much fun you would have. Well, you'd uh, be surprised how quick I quit. So just give it uh, a shot. It would be very difficult I think to do to do that for a game episode. Um, unless we literally oh, yeah. just the game episode could just be a literally a uh, a video recording of us playing it with two other human beings. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it, it, it interpret the game as you see fit from our actual experience, uh, but talking about it would leave little, leave little to 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 work with. Right. Uh, my nominations, funny enough, a lot of overlap, man. Yeah. Uh, Blaster Master. I said I just have a inkling to fucking play that, but it's probably just a, a seriously daunting undertaking for this. Again, within the confines of our time allotted for these fucking episodes, these game episodes. The and the other two are yeah. Same as you, man. Cobra Command and Blades of Steel. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you go on that notion, you know, when we have overlap, I think we kind of inherently have to respect Drift that. towards those. Yeah, respect respect that. So, Unless have... somebody is particularly, like, you know, invested in one game. Like, no, dude, you don't understand. You have right. to play Legacy of the Wizard. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I guess we have something to talk about there. Uh, the, you know, Cobra, Cobra Command... Uh, is probably the easier to do in that it's just stages and it's, it's almost let's buy in a commando again in the air kind of i think i made that exact game yeah i did because of the physics thing uh being a little different so yeah i made that exact comparison it is literally the same thing we played last time only in the air so right. there's that precaution <laughs> in making that choice and blades but blades of steel requires a completely different yeah game. like what would we even do we need to do something completely different and that doesn't mean I don't want to do that. I think it's, we. It seems oh, like Cobra ahead. Command is the better one. The better one, but we can't put off figuring out sports games forever, dude. We can't not play sports games. Yeah, just like we couldn't put off playing RPGs. Yeah, but that's. It's not that we didn't know how to deal with that. Like our our our. Concern with that was not was not a matter of knowing how to deal with it. When we broached how to deal with that with Metal Gear, uh, it was just longer <laughs> and harder. Right. You know, uh, it's not that we didn't understand how to approach it format wise. Um, yeah, like, I guess actually, yeah, the the, the sports would I, you know it, it could resolve fairly quickly, but um, I think and, and, yeah. and you know what? And actually, I think Blades of Steel has a tournament aspect to it. I was going to so, say like if we did like a tournament and like. Is it possible to like track your stats or something? Is that a thing we could do? Maybe it's possible. Just to add some like fun to it, because like I mean, what are we gonna say? You know, like 
Well, yeah, well, we could, yeah, we could, we could certainly manually track them for sure. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean is manually. But like, we're we're of course going to review the game, but like, it's a fucking hockey game, you know? Like, how much right. depth is it gonna have? Well, this is well. One, I I feel like if we if we do a sports game like this, we have to yes figure out the way to play the game together. Like, oh, you mean together? That'd be tricky. Yeah, I don't think it's that tricky, dude. Like, I really, I'm telling you, then, 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 whatever the fucking that emulator we have, it had, I, I, it has it. It's built into it. Like, I think we just got to take the time to do it. And I, I don't, and I don't think that taking that time is literally like a five minute thing. I think <laughs> as long okay. as your, as long as your computer, you know, you know, you, I mean, honestly, dude, I, I think it's, I mean, if you think about the technical requirements of exchanging the information that a Nintendo game exchanges when two human beings are playing it, even on a local control deck like the idea that a computer couldn't do that it's insane <laughs> yeah, it's, i mean i i, I talked to you about playing uh tech mobile but playing like a season against right. each other like i'd be the oilers you'd be the bills and we could exchange those files over yeah. email it's like two kilobytes right yeah and we and we i think we briefly did that but this is yeah this is it's even like obviously it's real time you know that you right. can do it I'm let's try sure. it let's just see what happens with the sports game then Okay, for sure. Fucking A. Yeah. Blades, and if we fail, steel, then we'll fucking figure out something else. <laughs> fucking A. All right, Blades of Steel and a whole blazing a whole new game episode trail with that. Watch your That's windows. up next. Say again? I said watch your windows. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. So that's this fucking extremely long episode of Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. And you can subscribe to the pod if you don't uh, not want to ever hear this again on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, Podbean, et cetera, et cetera. Again, please rate and leave positive shit, even though you think this episode was too long. Like, don't rate this episode. <laughs> don't rate this episode. Rate the idea in general and maybe how you feel about us as human beings, hopefully uh, somewhat endeared because we've shared so much of ourselves with you in this episode. And the website, as I mentioned, uh, is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. And you can email us at isohpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod on Facebook. The YouTube for gameplay videos. That link is in the show notes. Uh, there's the subreddit, which I'm going to drop that the uh, the NES Advantage favorite utilizations of the NES Advantage question on there. So please do interface with that if you see fit or would like to. And then Jab, what are your socials? No fucking way. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is at my shift key is broke. My Twitter is at Josh Folan. And that's it. Okay, bye. See you.